Today's guest is uh, one of the funniest guys I know. He's a, um, you know, he's a beautiful, unique fella. He, you know him from probably maybe Workaholics. He have a famous character on there, Montez is the man. And he also uh, has been in a lot of other series and stuff. He has a podcast of his own called Riffin with Griffin. And, um, and he's one of a kind. And he's here today. My friend, Eric Griffin. Why you don't have Theo water? Yeah, well, we're looking into it. We got Gianni. <laughs> we we just ordered some hydrogen and oxygen for Gianni to mix up for us. <laughs> In between his auditions for like I big know. movies, Dude, he's here he's interning. Got... What's he doing? Huh? <laughs> no, he's in here. He, he, he's feeling himself. You understand? Like, like oh, so yeah. much. Oh, he should be a centipede. How much he feels himself, bro? <laughs> With all so the hands he's got, unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Anyways, I'm here, man. Thanks well, for having me. You bet, man. We, uh, you know, we're happy to have you here, man. Good to see you today, bro. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Dude. I know nothing's going on. I know what's going on, man. You look nice. Uh, well, you know, I said I wanted to wear my good shirt today for you. You know, actually, I just uh, did a, this movie. I do mm-hmm. movies too, uh, Gianni, and um, and they gave me all the clothes. <laughs> oh, that's good, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna wear that shirt. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Sometimes I know. You do that. I know. But, dude, you know what I did today? yesterday is, like, I don't know if you follow Eddie Bravo. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Okay, so Eddie follow Bravo. Follow him. I have to listen to him in person sometimes, and it's uh, it's wild. Okay, he put up this post of this dude. Okay, so the guy is, I was on his Instagram. So the guy, a guy walks across the street. Mm-hmm. He pulls out a gun to rob a dude. Mm-hmm. And then the dude cold cocks him, beats him down, and then now this dude that had the gun is passed out on the ground like this, okay? <laughs> The dude kicks him in the head like nine times. Yeah, I said, I think that's excessive. <laughs> I think I was gonna shoot him. I know, but the dude, the guy, the now the the, the victim mm-hmm. has the gun. You know, mm-hmm. he 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 picked the gun up and he kicked this dude in the head nine times. I just said, I think that's excessive. You already won. Okay, but and then I'm, I'm talking about all the comments of these monsters that follow him. Saying just, what? Shoot the man? Yeah, they're saying like that's street justice. Yep. And you know, you you know all that, but it's still excessive. It's excessive street justice. I mean, here's the thing about street justice: is it's lawless. You know, it's not. But there's no referee. Check it out. Once it was videotaped, mm-hmm. it now has a referee because right pe- humanity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People, people are now like because that guy could go to jail. Yeah, like that's the sad part about how the system works. Wow, Th- this the guy on the ground can actually sue that guy. Yeah. he can sue him and be like, "Yes, I know I tried to rob him, but then he he punched me and I'm passed out and he kicked me nine times in the head <laughs> and now my neck is <laughs> this dude's gonna be in court like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't even move my head now, Your Honor. <laughs> you know, and then he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> he can sue that dude. He can't even move his arms. He has to put his head on the body. Yeah, yeah, he got. <laughs> I don't. He gonna be like, I promise to tell the truth, the whole truth. I just, I, I, I don't know. It's just the, the responses are, are crazy. Like, I, like I'm crazy. Yeah. Everybody's getting on me. Like I'm a, like you know, like you know. Have you ever had your life in danger? <laughs> like, like what do you? All I said was this shit is excessive. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. I don't know. Yeah. No. I think. Look, man. I think. Well, I'm trying to think. Say, if I walk up on a guy, and and I have a gun, and he beats my ass, right. 
the next day. I mean, I can't say it. Really, I can't say anything. Like, yeah, in court, I could say something with some bullshit attorneys and a bunch of kind of Muppet shit. But in reality, if that guy takes- You wouldn't say anything. Take cuts off both. If I wake up with no arms and legs, uh-huh. I can't be like, well, dang. You yeah, know? but check it out. I get you. But if the cops come to you because they go, hey, we have this on video. Right, right. At that point, you're like, okay, well, yeah, I got to say something now. Let me get something out of this. Right. If you, if you, if that's your vibe, if you're like, let me get something out of this, then yes, mm-hmm. I agree. And I'm not saying it's your vibe, but yeah, then you do that. You go and get your deal, you know, get your Christmas, you know, a Christmas. Let me, let deal. me make, the, there it is right there. Look at this. Look at this. Perfect. And let me make this point too, by now, the are way. Are these black gentlemen? No, no. I think that, oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just getting all the facts. Just, oh, oh, wow. I like a, the voice of racism coming from the side. <laughs> look at this. Look at this. Pow. He cold knocks him out. Mm-hmm. One kick to the head. Two. Three. Well, he's angry. Four. Yep. Five. Yep. Oh, that guy's almost like a Now clock. he's going to call the cops. Mm-hmm. Six. Damn, you get it. <laughs> Dude's out. Dude's gone. Seven. Gang, bro. <laughs> okay. Now he's going to get the gun. At he's one g- time. Oh, this is like a Poirier versus Khabib, man. <laughs> he's got the gun. Now he's cursing at him. Now I think he's just filming for Instagram, actually. He should be. Nine. Damn. There's eight. Okay. Yep. Nine. That's too much. So, so, okay. <laughs> okay. Theo. 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 That, this is what I'm saying, man. Now Nine. he gets his hat. He gets the dude's hat. I think you do eight. Listen, oh, wait, wait, wait. This, this is my point, okay? okay? This is my point. If he would have kicked the dude in the side three mm-hmm. times, I'm with it. But that dude wasn't coming. To, how do we know that dude was going to shoot him inside? He's trying he to had kick, the gun. But he's trying to kick the Satan to put something in a man, okay? He's trying to kick that out of that man. Oh, Whatever is, that is in the man's head. This is the saying, Lord's work? This is the Lord's work. But look, man, the Lord is wild. <laughs> Oh my People goodness. think the Lord's got a, lives in a library. Maybe uh, the Lord is wild. This is when your 800 number pops up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and people call to donate money. <laughs> no, but I'm We're saying. here for the Lord. Call 888-THE-OVEN. <laughs> 888-THE-OVEN. <laughs> the Lord works in mysterious ways here on Theo Vaughn's podcast. No, listen. If the dude would have broke the guy's hand, mm-hmm. if he would have stomped his hand, I'm with it. You ain't ever going to use his hand to steal again. Okay, well, let's go back. Can we watch one more time and see exactly what kind of occurs? And the gentlemen look a little darker from the video. and It could be grainy footage. <laughs> Why do we have to confirm the dude's black or not? <laughs> Why does that have to be the every confirmation? every video of people fighting on the internet is usually black people, I feel like. <laughs> no, that's not true. There's a lot of white that's trash true, out there actually. fighting. That's true. It's about 70-30. Yeah, who's fighting in the backyard? <laughs> it's actually, it's 70-30. Okay. That's true. Who's fighting in backyards? Okay. Is it black people fighting in backyards? Backyards is white people. Yeah. If you want to find the black people fighting footage, you have to look at like those those officer uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the officer camera footage. Look at this. Right, he knocks him out. Okay, he knocks this him out. This dude's okay, Two. one. That's the stunt. Okay, I, I'm with that. I'm done after that one. Okay, you done after four, bro. You a little hoe, bro. Let's <laughs> see a little more. The stomp kick, I'm done. The stomp kick, I'm out. But he's he don't know how to kick, man. The guy has a book bag on. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, he he the dude knocked him out, dude. He, does he know he's out? Maybe the guy's still talking shit. No, he's not. The dude, the dude this dude's out, man. This dude's out. Like, don't you ever wonder what he's saying? Don't you ever? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Right? Now he's <laughs> watching, yeah. Ooh. Oh, that's the one. That's with the his one. with his. In yeah. here, in this, you know what I mean. The guy yep. can't and speak. Now he's again. out. Now he's out. The dude was out. 
But the guy might have still been jabbering, like, hey, I'm going to shoot you next time. You know, no, you don't know. My. The problem with a lot of these videos, you don't get audio with them. But I say this. <laughs> what would the audio be, Theo? Can you be the guy on the ground? <laughs> you kick that man. I Boom. think what he's trying to Boom. do is. Two, okay, go back. Go bang, back. bro. Can you go and back? Look, Not on Instagram. There's no rewind. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm just saying that dude can fight. That dude right there. But the guy thought he couldn't. The guy. Thought, no, no, no. I get you. No, I, yeah. th listen. The guy's in the wrong. The guy's a criminal. Yeah. He, he brought a gun to a to a fist fight. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm saying that dude that, that punched him. That dude is a fighter. Yeah. I mean, that was a solid pow pow. And yeah. he and that that knockout punch was real. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he like good for him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is, if you have that kind of skill. You trained, mm -hmm. you know. That wasn't a lucky punch. The dude had stance. He was yeah. like ready to go. He's ready to defend himself. He's ready to defend himself. I and can't he, watch it again. And oh, can't, okay, we're not watching it again. There's 600 replies to Eric's uh, yeah. comment. Yeah, okay, you should you, read some of them. <laughs> after people, the second, these you, people are monsters. Well, you commented. Let's see, you came in after. Uh, this is what I wrote. After the second kick to the head, this dude is in the wrong now. Excessive, don't you think? Wow, I want to say this is excessive. I'm not saying the dude deserves well, it or not. You're saying the dude is in the wrong, bro. Yeah, he tried to take this man's life. No, no, no. Okay. And he, so what the other man did was he tried to take half of the man's life out of him. No, but I think he could have taken his life. He, listen, if the dude wanted to take his life, he would have shot him and then took his money off his dead body. But he came at him with the... With the no, the I get it. Okay. I'm with you 100%. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is it it's excessive. Like you're not. I'm like just saying it's excessive. <laughs> I'm saying like, th there's now video now you footage. Said dude is in the wrong. Yeah, he's now. in the wrong after the second kick, man. After the second kick, <laughs> no, yes. Bro. After the second kick, you already got him down. Get out of there. Call the cops. He's <laughs> down. He's never getting up. You have the gun in your hand. Okay. Mm -hmm. How about this? I, I'll, I'll push. I'll, I'll step back from the second kick. Mm -hmm. He was wrong after the third kick. The fourth kick on. That's too much. Eight is when I started to fold out. <laughs> Because I wait till my heart folds. When my heart folds, that's when I know I'm dumb. And I know when the guy's what working it? overtime. But guess who? But look at this. This man was walking to school. Who brought the anger? Who brought the violence into the vision here? Was this other oh, man? Oh, I agree. So the, whatever's in that man, that that, mm -hmm. that man brought it. Oh, I know. He brought the, he 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 messed with the wrong dude, obviously. So that dude had to give him a bullet's worth. How many, how many <laughs> kicks is in a bullet? <laughs> That's what you got to figure out. Oh, How many? Oh my God! The, the Lord just left the studio. Okay, oh, no. the Lord's gone now. Look, the Lord, <laughs> the Lord worked, bro. Because yeah. that guy is never going to do that again, probably. Yeah, he, oh, oh, yeah. He, I, who knows? Yeah. But that's what some of the comments. Some of the comments, people are like, he made it so he'll never do that again. Or what if he comes back and kills him and all this stuff? And I, I, all I'm saying is, people are trying to justify right what the guy did. All I'm saying is that justification just means it was excessive. That's right. all. It's excessive. It was a lot. Yeah. I don't think I would do that. I don't think I would kick the dude well, in the head. How many kicks is in a bullet? Let's figure it out. Oh, it depends on who's kicking. Okay. All right. If Eddie Bravo was kicking, I guarantee you this. If that was Eddie Bravo, okay, uh, we, we, it would be excessive. Yeah. I mean, even okay, I agree with that. <laughs> this dude was kicking with a backpack on. He also looked Indian to me. Did anybody else get that vibe? Okay. He wasn't black. He didn't look black, so he's definitely lighter than black. Right, but he's in, you know, he's headed in kind of a black direction. So he seemed Indian to <laughs> me. All right. So I'll say this visually. I'm saying he, he visually. Now, uh, Indian leg has very little meat on it. You've seen, we've all seen an Indian leg, bro. Oh, if you get hit by God. an Indian, dude, I could. What if it was Russell Peters? Russell Peters got a chubby leg, bro. Nobody thinking Russell got muscle. They, dude, his name rhymes with muscle, and I've never once heard it rhyme. Okay. Uh, the views it expressed be, by Theo are not the views. 
It should be. His name should be Rissle because you know what that rhymes with, baby. Gristle, brother. Look at him, dude. Uh, oh, yeah. He ain't doing nothing. This is not bro. a good video. He looks fat here. Why would you show this video? Because he looks like he is, you brother. Found the, did, you, did you put fat guy boxing? Is that what you put in? Yeah, fat Russell Peters boxing. <laughs> oh, man. That's unfair to him right there. Unfair to what? That's him. How is he unfair to himself? <laughs> But you know, uh, this, but no, I love this, Eric. Man, it's a great thing to because you're gonna start to think with all of the stuff they keep coming down on police and like you know, and police are uh, undertrained; they're not paid well. Like, yes, I so agree. You're not getting the best people doing, you know, or not. You're getting people that want to do the job, but you're not probably getting like people that have maybe you know some of the most experience or the best training or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So is that as at a certain point? The police, who, who's even going to go do that job anymore? You know what you're saying right now to me is the root of the problem right now. And I'm so glad you said that, how you're talking about it. The problem is not necessarily the cops. The problem started with your, who are you choosing to be cops? Yeah. You know, you're not paying them enough. It's a dangerous job. Their whole motto is get home. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. I don't bro. know if you ever, mo- you, you, you ever meet a cop like that. This yeah. is like a real motto. They're like, just we need to get home. Make sure you get home. And I always say, thank God firemen don't feel like that. Right. You know, because they get to a burning building with some kids and help. And they're like, we got to get home. (laughs) (laughs) That looks dangerous. So sorry. I hope it works out. What I'm saying is I feel like the cops should be trained like Navy SEALs. Mm-hmm. It should be five years before you're able to be a cop. You yeah. know what I mean? And you're you know, you're trained. You know, And look, talk to any in-shape cop. Mm-hmm. You know what they can't stand? Mm. Fat cops. Oh, yeah. You know? And those are the ones that. Yeah, they call them fops. They call them. Those are the ones that cause the most trouble. Oh, dude, a fat cop. Dude, look. <laughs> here's the thing about a fat cop, dude. You say something to them, they pop off. Bro, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I would too. If oh, Listen, yeah. if a cop is my size, mm-hmm. I totally get why they need a gun. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you think I'm fighting? You come at me, I'm like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Back up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not fighting. A, so I get it. So I just think, like, so they're not. And people aren't leaving like Harvard going like, you know, you know what I want to do? Yeah. I want to be in law <laughs> I enforcement. I want to be in law enforcement. I want to be know? out there on the front I want to be on there the front. No, they're not doing that. So these are people like they should be cops aren't paid enough. Mm-mm. They aren't trained enough. Mm-mm. And they're not enough of them. Yep. And if they fix that problem, then the problems that filter down through there are these, these are people out there worried about their life and their safety. But what I'm saying is the job's dangerous. You knew the job was dangerous when you took it. Yeah. So, no, I'm saying... Yes, you might get shot. You might get beat up. That's the job. Right, 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 right. Yeah, the job ain't selling shoes, but yeah. also you gotta uh you gotta put handcuffs right. on somebody. Like 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 if doing podcasting you might get shot, then I'll be like, Okay, I get it. This yeah. shit is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Theo gotta have a gun right here. Yeah. If somebody come in and you pop off because people are like, Man, the podcasting's dangerous. No. Yeah. So now look, I will say though, if I pull out my gun and you take it from me and kick me eight times, bruh, I'm okay with it. Okay, I'll say that. This mother, this dude, right? I would not kick. You know what I'm saying? I'm just messing with you. No, but I, look, no, I, but I love this conversation. Let's get back into I, it. I, all I'm saying is, I'm not gonna kick a dude eight times in the head. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kick him in the side. I'm gonna break some ribs. Oh, you flirting? Then, I'm gonna break bro. his. <laughs> and the oh, UFC. you want to put? You you know I'm putting the tip in. <laughs> yeah, in the, the UFC, that's flirting. Uh, Them boys know, out there trying to take, dude. Look, even in the when these UFC, they t- they take the guy till he's out. Man. I get it. 
But then also there's a guy there to step in and go like, you're about to kill him. There was yeah. nobody there to tell that guy. I think that ninth kick to the head, mm-hmm. it might have it done some real damage. Yeah. And yes, I get it. People would say he deserves it. I'm just saying like, damn, are you just that kind of monster? Yep. You know? So I'm not that monster. Right. You know? Okay, so let's say if that man had come at you, how do you, mm-hmm. for, how do you what do you do? He would have got my wallet. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would have been like, here you go. Don't, you know, get out of here because it's not worth it. Yeah. To me, it's not worth it. You know, I think I think if that guy was really going to kill somebody, he would have done. It. Like that's what I'm saying. It would. He obviously that he just messed with the wrong dude. Clearly, yeah. that dude would. That dude was serious. Like I'm just. I'm not a fighter. Yeah. You know, I'm a big dude, but I'm not a fighter. You know. So yeah, if you was a cop, you'd pull out that piece then. Oh yeah. yeah. Saw him off right there. Yeah, Dang, yeah. bro. That's it. I feel you. Yeah. yeah. I just. But I wouldn't want to be a cop because I, I know how dangerous that job is. I wouldn't want to. You know. Do you feel like people think you're a cop a lot of times, like a plain clothes officer? No, nobody would think that. <laughs> really? No, you think I'm a plain clothes officer? If I could see you and you're like, yeah, I'm also a cop, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah I could see that. I, I, I'm like a, re- I'm a retired cop. That would be, <laughs> I would believe that. You know, I can see you on desk duty a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see I'm you. a dude that you know. Can I help you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fill out this paperwork. Fill you know, out the form, I'm yeah. that guy. I'm that guy at, in the movie. Or yeah. I'd be like Die Hard. I'd be the dude buying Twinkies at the. Uh, you know, and then the thing breaks out, and I'm like, you know, we need backup. You know, <laughs> I'm doing this all the time. We need backup. <laughs> Do you think, because, um, you know, obviously, especially in the past couple of years, cops have been under attack. You know, they're always like the, you know, not only are they under attack when they're on their jobs, you know, they're in dangerous environment, like you're saying, but they get you know, under attack in the media too. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not anti-cop at all. Yeah. But I do feel like there's two sides of this and we need to talk about both things. And one of them is like, this is what they signed up for. Right. They didn't, they, it wasn't, it wasn't government assigned. Right. Okay. They weren't like, you know, they didn't, you didn't get a thing in the mail that said, oh God, I gotta be a cop. And then, oh man, so yeah, I'm, I'm scared of certain types of people. Yeah, it wasn't you know, like no. Publisher Clearinghouse, yeah, like yeah. that old dude shows up with a big <laughs> yeah. thing and says, You a cop now. Right, yeah. yeah That'd big... be so great, right? Yeah. They walk in with a yeah. thing. Guess what, Theo? <laughs> you have to be a cop. You'd be like, What? I don't want to be a cop. <laughs> no, no. These people actually, you know, I had a friend of mine. I, I, you, hey, do you have any friends of yours that became cops? Yep, I got a friend of mine that is a, uh, that is a cop. I've had two friends that become cops that I remember from high school. I wouldn't even say they're necessarily friends, mm-hmm. but I remember one guy in particular. I remember him saying, like, you know, one day I'm gonna be a cop. Yeah. And then and then and all these people, they gonna know. You know, you know what I mean? Yep. He he had like a it was like a revenge job. Oh, wait, I think it is for a lot of people because well, first of all, in you know, people that interact with the cops the most is poor environment. You know, I remember the cop, dude, when I was like growing up, the cops were always around like that. You know, somebody's always calling them, you know, like yeah. people don't know how to communicate as well. There's not much skill to be able to communicate. There's no nobody has their own yard. Everybody's all kind of massed together. So, the, you know, the more problems arise. So the cops, the pe- people need the cops. The cops always need to be around. So then there's a lot of people that get have grudges with the cops, you know, so then uh, with authority. With authority, yes. In the same way that you are with your parents or your teachers or right. anybody. I mean, this is just that's just that's 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 the dynamic. Right. A lot of people look at cops as like, oh yeah, they're authority. Right. And then some cops also they get you know, a lot of cops were people that were troubled or were always harassed by cops, they end up becoming cops. Mm-hmm. So now they're like, Oh, I'm either gonna do the harassing we're speaking we're speaking about motivation right now. Yeah. Why does someone wanna do something? And I think that that's part of the training process, you know, it's like when you go to jury duty, right? 
and then somebody and they ask questions to you like, uh, you know, D- d- have you ever whatever? And then you were somebody that's like, yeah, I don't like police. Or if you said, I think all right. black people should go to jail. If you said something like that, they'd be like, oh, thank you, yeah. Mr. Vaughn. Well, you are excused. Yeah, and then they let you back out into the world, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, it should be when you get to the door, they're like, uh, yeah. can we? <laughs> <laughs> you got to go through this six month program, <laughs> right? I'm saying they don't. They don't. I don't know if they do that for the cops or not. If they yeah. ask them these kind of questions, I think that when somebody comes in to be a cop, there should be a questionnaire to let you know. After you answer these 25 questions, they'll be like, "Yeah, I don't think this person should be a cop." Right. I don't think they're doing that because they need cops. Well, the racial problem too. I think with cops, uh, cops. So many times, cops run into like black neighborhoods or poor neighborhoods, which in America a lot of them are black neighborhoods. Like you know, especially in cities. And there's a ton, there's a lot of crime. There's a crime. So they get used to showing up and somebody pulls out a gun and shoots their friend or the, so I think there's more of a nervous energy when they pull into like a black environment. I don't think that that's. Well, here's the thing though. Then, then maybe they shouldn't be pulling into the black environment the way they pulling into the black environment. But what do they do? Supposed to slowly leave letters and stuff and say they're listen, coming? Like, listen, when you when, when we're talking if about they've been called to come in the the, the army, the navy, the marines. When they, they have something called rules of engagement. Yeah. And rules of engagement in war, they'll tell them, hey, don't go into that village and shoot anybody because you're going to start an international incident. Right. Where the hell are the rules of engagement with the police? Right. Like with all this stuff in the news, right, about this, and then it still was happening, I was like, damn, is somebody up top mad about this? Yeah. Like you would think there'd be some kind of mandate that came down like, listen, I don't care what's happening. You make sure that this is a justified whatever you did. Right. Let's make sure there's no wiggle room or iffiness to it. And it was still happening. So yeah. I don't know. I just feel like this is how the cops are structured, how th- how how it works. That's where I think the problem is. I mean, we need the cops. You know, the first person that's going to call the cops is the same dude that don't like the cops. Right. He's going to come home and be like, damn it. What's wrong? Somebody robbed us. Yeah. Call those pig ass yeah. police. They're still going to call the cops. So we have to have a better relationship, you know, and I just. Yeah, I think that, that, that's a good point. Yeah, some better relationship. It's like, is it better training? Yeah, what are the rules of engagement? If you show up to a place and you're a cop and you're, you know, like, and you're engaging with somebody, you know, and they're, they don't, like, at a certain point, you have to, at some point, if it's a criminal, if somebody's committing a criminal act, uh-huh. you have to put, I guess, physical force on them. you just leave at a certain point? No, you know? no, what I'm saying is this, and this is like, this might be unpopular, but, you know, it's like, I think that the criminals need to be the ones to shoot first. Yeah. Okay? And I and listen, I get it, but that's the job. It's dangerous. Yeah. You are dealing with Listen, I remember working at a school and like we the, these these gang member dudes came and was messing with some one of the kids. So like I had to get in the back of the cop car with the kid to go identify him cuz they mm-hmm. caught him, you know? And I'm in the car listening to the radio and I was like, that's the first time I had like my respect level for cops went up a thousand because it was like on the radio, like, you know, suspect has a machete, you know, you know, it's like, it was like all these things were, it was like all this stuff was, I never, I never, I remember that machete. It was like suspect has a machete and he's like, you know, you know, it cooped up in the whatever. And then it was like 10, 15 of those. And I was like, damn, it's just these two in this whole area probably. Yeah. And imagine they get like anywhere they get out of their car. That's why they probably get out and look around. Cause like, I don't even remember what they just said on the radio. Dude, if somebody comes running to me with a knife, I'm thinking I'll get out a cake or a steak. You know what I'm saying? That's my first thought. <laughs> oh, you got a steak knife? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, hold on. <laughs> Let me get this brisket out. <laughs> but it's crazy. He's just a loving man. Yeah, That's what no, that is. Yeah. 
a cake or a steak. I love it. See, somebody got a big ass knife, and you like, hold on a second. You you like an old grandma. Hold on, baby. <laughs> you got a steak. Let me go get this cake for you right now. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get this cake. Let me get that handling grave for you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. But I just. But I don't isn't know. it interesting though? It's 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 kind of fascinating. It's like there's a lot of levels to it. It's yeah. like you know, cops show up in places that are violent, right? Or or places where there's been called that so there's something violent happening. Yeah. You know, so they're on alert, right? There's probably a lot of people that that once they get there that are like oh fuck the cops that aren't like don't want to pay attention don't want to listen don't want to like engage with the cops at all yeah. which probably sets them in more of a fear fearful mindset not to mention that they don't have probably a ton of training dude i remember i went to a place in uh Tacoa, georgia one time where they train officers and it was like this simulation room they're like okay you go in there right mm-hmm. they have a screen that comes on and it plays like 50 different options of when you get called into a scenario so you get called in, it, like it was all types of scenarios. One of them was a classroom. You get called in, there's six people in class, somebody's smoking a joint in the back of the classroom, right? It's like a college. And it looks like that on the screen. You go in and you can talk to the screen and the people would engage back oh, wow. with you, right? So it was really, and then also in the corners of the room, they have weapons that are loaded with these paintballs, but that are plastic, right? Mm-hmm. And so if... Sh- if some of the scenarios you get fucking shot at, right? Yeah, but here's my thing. Though. Right. And here's I, I know why they do that kind of stuff. Because right. This reminds me of that scene in Men in Black, you know, where it was a little girl with the physics book. That's the one he shot. Right. And he had his justification. What I'm saying is you can't just walk in the room because you think the black dude in the back smoking a joint, well, he's the one. Right. Well, maybe he got glaucoma. Right. Maybe he got like, you know, a terminal cancer and this oh, is yeah. what he has to do. But you don't know that by just coming in. You can't just judge a book by its cover. Right. No, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm not even. Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy's over here looking right. all cute. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You coming in like, yo, what, you trying to holler because you see <laughs> right, right. Ted Bundy and then he's the one that wants to eat your fucking, you know, yeah, yeah, liver. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, he got his little spice rack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out of his bag. <laughs> But it you was, can go get a steak, you know? It, it was just interesting even in this thing and not even like – I don't even remember like if any of the students – I can't remember what if there were different uh, races or anything on the right. students, right? But it was interesting to think like, okay, one kid is going to cough, right? Mm-hmm. One kid is going to – you know, somebody comes in the door in the back. Like somebody just comes in the door to drop off notes for the teacher. Like there was just so many little things. You were like one kid reaches for his bag. Now they play it three times in the, on the video and the kid just pulls a book out. But one time he pulls a gun out. And right. It's just like, man, how much was going on? So that seems to me like it, like it trains people to go, whoever's reaching for shit needs to die. <laughs> it's dangerous, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. And that's why they do that. What kind of training is that? But there's also <laughs> – at the, at a certain point, what more training can you even have? It's like, well, I'm saying it's like that's why I'm saying that that's why you have certain again rules. Like of a engagement. magician, what if the dude's just a magician? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, a fucking dove comes out. <laughs> <laughs> coo, 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 coo. <laughs> what you doing with that white dove? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like maybe then you shouldn't come in the classroom like that. Maybe it should be a thing where you're like, everybody hold your hands up, right? You know. But, you know, I had a cop friend, and I'm not going to say too much about this person, but he would tell me about, like, you know, sometimes as cops, you in the you in the bad neighborhoods, you get to know some of the kids, and some of them need beatings. Right. Like, some of them need, like, you know, why are you in this? Why did you do this again? Yeah. You know, maybe a quick gut punch to this kid, you know, 
Oh, there was a kid growing up in my neighborhood, and he was just a. Uh, I'm sure bad stuff had happened to him, you know. But he also he ruined every. He ruined so many people's lives on a daily basis, man. Right. I'm not saying that cops should have done anything to him, but I wouldn't. There's a couple kids like that, probably. You know, yeah. that really needed, needed some, some discipline. They needed some discipline. That's bro. all. They needed some discipline. So they're not getting it at home. They're not yeah. getting it at school. And they're running around with guns, and they're running around with drugs, and they're yeah. running around just you know fucking people up at a certain point. But we're talking about the de- deterioration of society in poor neighborhoods right that's basically what we're saying because by the way what you're talking about is if you you can google youtube so many incident incident incidents of like you know sort of wealthy people dealing with the cops and it's a whole different experience and they're yeah. saying things that they shouldn't say and they're just going off you know yeah you, you ever been oh i agree yeah, yeah i've been pulled over before yeah um and I guess it was scary. I can imagine, though, it is scary if you're a black guy. I can imagine that it is like, um, I can imagine it is scarier. I could imagine that for sure. Well, let me but tell I you. think there's a bad, sorry to interrupt oh, you. Go, 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 go. I just want to get this. I think there's a, it's weird how we always are like play, cause you, and you talk about this in your act some. Um, we're always paying for, this, for, the, for the previous generation shit. Yes. And it never ends, man. And it's like. You know, like, uh, so, like, you know, I think why sometimes you have more problems or more stuff in black neighborhoods, you have more poverty, right? And so you're going to have more, dude, when you, when people don't have things, there's more crime, there's more trouble, there's more, not trouble, but there's just more, you know, uh, there's more, I don't even want to say it's negativity, but there's malcontent. Yeah, there's more malcontent. Thank you, Nick. That's great. There's more issues that go on, right? There's more people struggling to survive. And the byproduct of that sometimes is crime. The byproduct of that it sometimes is, uh, you know, like um, communication that's not like super, you know, it's vague, you know. Or, or So I think you get cops that go into enough of these areas and after a while they get programmed mm. negatively. You know, they get negative programming. They get like, okay, I went to this area four times and and, and every time somebody shot their friend or something. And so now the, when they even pull up for a, a fucking, you know, somebody's cat is in a tree, they're like, well, they somebody's eyes yeah, up. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to kill all this cat's friends so nobody kills this. You know, it's just, I, I think there's like a lot of negative programming. But then the, the reason that that's even in that neighborhood is because, you know, these people, because people didn't have an opportunity two generations or it's just like we're always behind the i don't know how we catch up you know well i mean i i hear what you're saying but like i don't know if you ever watch cops you know oh yeah i watch it yes. sometimes it hurts my feelings i bro. know but what i'm trying to say is there's a lot of white people on cops yeah okay there's a lot like there's more white people on welfare in the country than oh yeah, yeah. Than no black i know and <clears throat> minorities right because it's just per, per per capita there's just more white people in the united states right. there's a lot of poor white people yeah and cops go into those areas too yeah you know it's just for some reason we're not hearing about the unarmed white kid getting shot and it's probably happening but we're not hearing about it right we don't hear but yeah the news doesn't choose yeah. to make that a thing because it yeah. doesn't that's a good point. You, you know? don't hear that as much. And also, I think black culture has more of a black culture is more. They have more. They're more excited about guns, but they're basically they're kind of like Navy. You know, they. I wouldn't say that because when I'm looking at you know I'm looking at cops and I see, you know, that's a good point too. I'm just, I'm just saying it's like I, I'm You're saying right. it's like the perception that you have is that because you've said quite a few times now about the, the the urban areas and black areas and that kind of stuff, and I'm just saying like. 
I there's a lot of like those those trailer parks and all that kind they of stuff. They got guns too. They got guns too. That's a good point. There's meth. There's that you know. There's a lot of poor white people in the country. Oh yeah, doing a tons. lot of bad stuff. Right. But it's for some reason. So the perception against cops is that they only are treating black people this way, and and black people deserve to be treated this way. That's the perception, and we have to right. like crash all that down and just look at like because like look I when I was a kid I first started driving. And, and you're black and white, so just I'm for mixed. our listeners, you yeah, are. I'm very mixed. Are you definitely you know? mixed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. mixed. So it's like, um, can you say the N word at home or not? Yeah, that's crazy, man. <laughs> Look at you. He wants he wants to be able to say <laughs> it so bad, but only in ha- <laughs> can you only say it in certain rooms at your house, or can you say it anywhere? <laughs> It just—it is what it is. I don't—I t- yeah. don't like even talking about what I am because right. I think people want to know what you are so they can know how to hate you, right? So they can know what box to put you in. But do you feel that way about me? Sometimes I know I joke around about that stuff. Sometimes I just—I just think it's like a, a time and place. You know what I mean? We're comics. I know you. Okay. And it's like we have like a you know a push. You know, there's like a, there's a level that we want to push the envelope. You know, so it's like that's such a word that polarizes people so much. That it's like, is it even necessary? Yeah. Because even I find myself in certain situations where I'm like, ah, this is I'm gonna leave this one out. But I have I have certain jokes on stage where I feel like, oh, this is this is a good time to say this, right? Because for for effect, a certain kind of effect. Then there's other times that my thought is like, maybe we should just get rid of it, you know, because just because of the, the conversation right. that it brings up. It's like, uh, let's just let's just get rid of it's it. Not so even worth saying it's not it even anymore. worth it. Yeah, just because of all this, stuff, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, you know. But yeah, it's like if it hurts enough people's feelings, or if it, even if yeah, yeah, you just kind of go, okay, maybe you, especially if like you're you're saying it in a certain way, and then if it makes people like. Question: Oh, what is what is that about? Then, then you're like, oh, was it even worth it? Yeah. You know. So I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's just. I always find like I don't like when, like, like when I've seen like a uh, upper echelon white comics find a witty way to put this in their act. Yeah. And I see that, and I go, okay. If it makes me think about that moment, I, I'm I'm not in the act anymore because mm. I'm just thinking about like, oh, you crafted that really nicely just so you could say nigga. That's yeah. why you did it. You being you know? secretive. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, I don't think it's. I don't. I don't f- believe that it's necessary all the time. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. But like no, I it's say, it's all no. perception. No, I love it, man. I, I love the fact you're always able to think about. Uh, you know, I always feel like you you do a good job of incorporating a lot of this, t- a lot of like stuff, common thoughts or things that are going on in, in in the social world and stuff like that. Like you do a great job of incorporating in your act more than anybody I know. I feel like a lot. Well, of times, I appreciate man. that, but I'm trying to. That's just my experience, right? But you do a constant job. Like I always know, like whenever you get up there, there's going to be something that's kind of a hot topic <laughs> that you're going to. And it's be. like it's going to. It may go well or it may yeah. not. You know, I just think that all these things that go on in the world, going on in the world, it just <clears> makes us more thoughtful about what we're talking about. Because I don't want to not talk about these things. Right. Like I don't want to be censored, so I have to say to myself, how can I still talk about these things? And then get my the joke across, make people laugh or make people get my point. Mm-hmm. That means I have to be way more thoughtful about how I craft my words, how I act things out, so people go, Oh, I totally get that. If you don't if you don't that's our job. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like the Me Too movement and all the racial divide, that stuff has made us be more thoughtful. I don't want I agree. I don't want to not talk about women. They're fucking hilarious. They're fifty one percent of the population. Yeah. So we're supposed to just not talk about all the craziness Some that of goes these bitches on. Bitches ain't that hilarious. Bro. Okay. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, dude. I'm talking about the things that they do. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's been hurt. Who hurt you, no, Theo? I'm just saying. <laughs> 
some of these bitches just keep saying they're hilarious and people will start believing them. But no, what well, I feel like we have to have a quota. I mean, right. I'm just I get so yeah. tired of like Me that too. that that tweets to the comedy store lineup. Where are the women on the lineup? Yeah. Where's that end? Because the, then people you can be where like, the women where are? the Indians? Yeah. Where the, where the Mexicans at? Yeah. Where the, it, it can go on and on and on. You got to be funny. Yeah. But everybody needs an opportunity. Well, then bust your ass and get that opportunity. Yeah. You telling me that Richard Pryor? I mean, this he was twenty. Uh, Eddie Murphy. So this is some of the funniest men that ever have ever existed. And they're both and they're black men. You you want to talk about uh, George Lopez is a hilarious, entertaining man. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm trying to think even if you go, you know, like, uh, I mean, the list could go on. It's just about who's fun, you know. Paula Poundstone, Joan Rivers, one of the funniest humans, I feel like, yeah, that's ever yeah, existed. Yeah. That's a Jewish woman. Man, you Eddie know? Murphy just signed a $70 million Netflix deal a couple yeah? of days ago. Yeah? For a new special. Damn. That means I, I, I hit up Adam about that. I was like, so I should expect to get bumped by Eddie Murphy at the comedy store pretty wow, soon. I hope so. It's going to be great. My dream is to bring him on stage, right? Yeah. Don't you want to do that? I know. Like everybody, <laughs> you know, we get so excited. Delirious. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. Trade him places. <laughs> just go through his whole. Yeah, but then it starts getting <laughs> yeah. bad. I know. Uh, ooh, then there was. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Bro. Norbit. Ah, <laughs> uh, Norbit. Oh, God, guys. He uh, hasn't been good lately. Uh, <laughs> no, man. I, I, but I want to go back to something you said a minute ago, man, because it really had me thinking. So, yeah, in my mind, a lot of times I get, and I don't know if it's that the media gets me like that or what it is. I think, like, you don't think that how many poor white neighborhoods have just as many guns as poor black neighborhoods. You mm -hmm. know, I, I never, I never really, like, if you'd ask me, like, oh, do these, do people have guns? Yeah, but for some reason, in my perception, it could just be the, the my own personal history. Did you know some dangerous white folks when you was coming up? Yeah, dude, I was thinking about this yesterday, man. <laughs> I, uh, because I went and did this No Jumper podcast that they have, mm -hmm. and that guy, you know, he, and so we talked about a lot of stuff on there, and I was thinking, like, yeah, I was just as, I was scared, when I was growing up, I was scared of, like, I was scared of, like angry black kids and i was scared of kind of real redneck white kids those yeah. were the two groups that really that i was constantly in fear of and it was it was really equal both ways because yeah. <laughs> i just didn't know some of them seemed so in with their own vibes that it's like they it was just a risky place for me and it all could have just been my own fear maybe there was nothing to be scared of right 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 um but like you say perception is you know i listen i remember being in montana I first, I've told this story before, but I've, I've been, I was in Montana. I was doing, uh, you know, the Lucas tri Sealy triple, show. no, oh, not triple that run. one, triple runs back in the day. And I'm in Miles, Montana, which is like way north, you oh, know? Yeah. And it's just like, it's that kind of town. Nomo, man. they call it, yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of town. Oh, definitely. The, the Walmart's the biggest thing in the town. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing yeah. my act, you know what I mean? It's me and this other white comic, mm -hmm. you know? They only sell white paint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, man, they had to check even... my passport when I came into town. Like, isn't this America? What's going on here? You know, but I remember. What you, how much bacon you got on you, buddy? <laughs> I remember after the show, this white guy walks up to me. He's a little drunk. You know what I mean? Oh, he had that look. Yeah. And he said, hey, man, you want to fight? You know? And I was like, no. You know what I mean? He might have been homosexual. I was <laughs> Because a lot of gay men, they don't know how to get into it. They figure we'll punch each other enough to be tired enough to lay down. Really? I'm going to fight somebody and be like, you want to cuddle? <laughs> Bro, that's aggressive. I don't know what kind of fights you've been in. See, that dude that kicked the dude in the head, that's what he should have done. He should have laid down next to the dude, you know, and snuggled on his neck and spooned him. <laughs> Don't you be robbing people, yeah, you yeah. dumbass. What you doing out here with but your so bullet, little bullets? <laughs> <laughs> your punk-ass bullets. Put the gun in his mouth. How'd that feel? But anyway, wow, this got weird. Um, 
So the guy says to me, he's like, you want to fight? I go, no, man. I'm trying to defuse it. Because now I'm starting to look around and I'm realizing I'm by myself. It's me and this white comic. And we're in a white town Mm -hmm. in Montana. Like literally anything can happen to me right now. So I'm not trying to be that dude that's like, get off me, fool. You know, I'm like, everybody's going to. You ain't trying to be. Yeah. yeah, The whole bar stops and looks. You know what I mean? I'm like, trying to be Harvey chocolate. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So so then the guy says to me, go, he go, I tried to defuse. I say, where you from, man? You know, hey, you know, he's like, right, right. He goes, wow. oh, I've had to do that before. I hate that. Don't you hate that when you have to pander for your oh, own safety? That's what I was feel doing. Like that? I hate so that, I said to man. dude, where you from, man? You know, why are you here? You know, he goes, that's oh. most of my life, man. It's so funny you said, go on. But I'll this play. is what he said. I'm gonna tell you what he said because you want to hear that. He goes, he goes, I'm from New York. You know, I said, New York. What are you doing here? This is zig exact words to get away from the niggers. Damn, with an E R S on it. Yeah. Okay. Strong. Could have been yeah. a Z with the set of the S, but no, he had an S on. Okay, it. <laughs> it was strong, and so I looked at him. And I wow. said, "Wow!" And so he's saying that just to get a rise out of you. He's seeing how you're going to react. Yeah. Here. So I went like this. I said, "Well, good job. <laughs> 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 Looks like you did it." <laughs> you know. And then I was like, "Okay, good job, man." And then I just I walked away. You yeah. know, because I was like, "Oh wow, this is like this is this is real." Yeah, this is real, and I have in my my sheltered life, you know, middle class upbringing, you know, going to Catholic school. I haven't experienced too much of this stuff, man. Yeah. I actually have had great experiences with the cops. Yeah, you know, when I was a teenager, I started driving. I literally got pulled over and got out of my car. Right. I got out of my car and started walking towards the cop car, like, "Hey guys," because I thought, <laughs> what, "What? What? Is everything okay?" <laughs> you know. But I could tell that these two cops, thank thankfully, were trained, and they looked at me like, "Oh, this he just stupid." Yeah. You know, and they and they, they took me off to the side like, yeah, and they didn't even give me a ticket or anything. You know, but they were like, all right, they can assess like they were like, this guy's not a danger. Right. Okay. But anyway, so I go tell the the, the headliner because I was featuring at the time for Triple. I was, I was just starting. It was literally my first time going on the road. And <laughs> the, the I tell the headline, this white guy, and I, he, you know, I say, man, let me tell you what this guy just said because I'm, I'm laughing in my head. And he goes, what? Where is he? Let's go talk to this guy. And I'm like, hey, hey. We ain't going to talk wait, wait, to this. Why guy. are you mad? <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you mad about? I'm not mad. Let's get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's let's leave, bro. What are you, you going to do? You going to go over there? Because I don't got your back. I don't got your back right now. He going to turn around and be like, me and my boy. My, Eric. Eric. <laughs> Cut to me running down the street towards the travel lodge. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you? What are you, what are you doing, dude? Shit is a nightmare. But anyways, I don't know. It's just, that's just the perception that we have. It's just we have to, if we could just talk about it, you know, because here's the issue too. It's like, I can tell as a white guy that you take some offense to always hearing about like, like oh, it's the white cops going after the black kids or, you know, it's like white people are always racist. White people are always wrong. And it's like, it's, that's a, it's a weird place to be in. Cause I think that we, we, that's what happened with like, with me too. Right. It turns into like, we're all men are wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm lumped in with like, so once a man, does, but see, that's their, they, they have lived through things. Right. So they've lived through things and they've had these experiences. So maybe their guard is up and maybe they have to look at men and, hey, you don't understand how it is for me. So that's the, that's how we all need to start talking about. How do you feel about this, Theo? How do I feel about it? How do the cops feel about it? You know right. what I mean? And it's like, and then, and then the criminals, we got to, you know, they're still human beings. Yeah. You know? That is, I, I they don't agree. need to get kicked in the head nine times. True. That's stop all I'm at saying. Eight, bro. <laughs> if they roll with a gun, stop at eight. At, um, no, I think, look, man, it's it's definitely like, 
yeah, I love it when people, you know, we got to be able to think and feel around each other, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times... We, and we don't have to agree. Yeah. And people don't want it. And, and, and people don't... I feel like that's one thing about podcasting is it's like it's a place where we can try our best, you know, to at least, you know, discuss stuff or think about things. Yeah, that's all. You know? We don't got the, I agree with you, 100, man, I so I don't have any you. answers. We really. don't got the answers. We're just talking about it right now. And even if you disagree with me, even if you're like, even if you think like, yo, man, you need to get more informed or whatever it is like that, I'm trying right. to. That's why we're talking about this. Yeah, and our perceptions of things will be different. But yeah, I mean, I did. I mean, I have felt like, yeah, like poor white people get under attack, you know, and like, and that there's no voice for them. I mean, especially in Hollywood, I now always feel is. like, you know, yeah, that's a good He's point. In the White House. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. That guy's a rich white person. Yeah, but the you know? poor white people gravitated like, yes, he's going to get us jobs. Well, he jobs. spoke to him. Nobody he's, talked yeah. to him in I know. 20 years. And the other candidate was all like, you know, you're deplorable for liking this guy. You can't. You can, Wait, wait. You're going to criticize me and then ask for my vote? Yeah. Bitch, please. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Get out of here. And it's tough. I, it is interesting. It's like we kind of at some point we just have to think like, you know, that. Poor people, I don't care what color they are, man. I never looked, I, like, I always related to if somebody was struggling, you know, if somebody was having yeah. a tough time. I, I felt like I've always was in tune if somebody was struggling. I didn't care what color they were. But I never looked at, like, you know, like my black friends or mixed friends when I was growing up and be like, oh, man, like, you know, their feelings don't matter. Or if somebody was sharing any of their feelings, like, I was always more in tune to that than I really was anything else, you yeah. know? You uh, always have, you have that great joke about that too, though, about the black friends come talking about, you took all our stuff and you're like, what, where is it? I'm on the, yeah. we live on the same street. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I, I just told. Well, then here's the crazy <laughs> part. Now I added an ending to that joke where it's like somebody else has both of our shit. Right. <laughs> they got your shit and they got my shit. And yeah. they're watching us fight over it. I, I used to have this thing <clears throat> about like how, like I still have, because you have a great joke about the fart in the elevator, which is one of my favorite yeah. ones, man. But I had this thing it's about so good, bro. About like talking about, um, um, you know, like I still have friends who are like a little older than me that they come from an era where every white person was the man, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's that era. You know, if you're like forty and up, yeah. You, you, that's the kind of racism where you like, oh, you, oh, you, you, you out there doing that podcast with the man, huh? Yeah. Like if I would tell those kids, I'd be like, yeah, I'm coming, to, I'm going to do Theo Vaughn's. Oh, you, oh, you talking? You gonna sit with the man, huh? That kind of shit. <laughs> know, that's crazy. You know what I mean? You sit with the man. And my thing is always like, listen, if you on the bus, yeah. with a white guy, he's not the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if if next to your if at work. There's a white dude next to your cubicle. Yeah. That's not the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That ain't, yeah. The man has changed. Yeah. I think that this era of some this era of white people, uh-huh. they're upset that they lost their chance to be the man. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I can see some of that. There's like there's like some jealousy of like the uh, you know of the of that the era oh, before. We're yeah. like, damn, I never got to be <laughs> racist <laughs> like that. <laughs> I gotta love these, <laughs> I know, love these people. Yeah. But that that thing you're saying about the elevator is like exactly. It's like um, yeah, you have a joke, and I'm gonna paraphrase it. I know you're right here, but uh, it's like you walk. It's like you walk into an elevator. Somebody farted in there before you, like a generation before you, yeah. and people still blaming like you farted. Yeah, that's why I say I say yeah I say like yeah, that's how white people now current young white people feel about racism is like being in an elevator where somebody already farted. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> 
And then and then the elevator opens up and there's some black people coming in and you're like, I didn't do that. <laughs> that fart's been here. <laughs> that fart been here for generations. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like I get that that sentiment. But you know, if you look at sports, sports is an example of like how long it takes for society to change. Just look at basketball. It was all white. Right. Okay. How long ago was that? Probably fifty years. You know what I mean? Exactly. Fifty years. And then they let black people play. All right. And then they let black people coach. Mm-hmm. And now they black people be general managers. And now cut to 50, 60, 70 years later, we have one black owner. Right. It takes time. It takes right. It's gonna take a hundred It's gonna take a hundred years to uh, you know to change society, maybe. We probably won't be alive to see where people don't care about race at right. all. You know what I mean? Because the aliens will be here and then we'll have a different fight. You well know? dude, some a black buddy of mine told me that he heard that uh aliens don't like black people. <laughs> I was like, dude, you don't. You were like, well, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) not all black people, but I mean, it's just the ones. (laughs) Wait, just the ones that are unlikable. No, there was this great HBO show. It was like a Twilight Zone type thing. I think it was HBO, but it was like the aliens came Mm -hmm. and the aliens put out a, a message saying like, give us all your black people. And if you do. We will. I've never heard anything like that. We will. It's just a show. Okay. It was. <laughs> he hasn't heard. And it was. Uh, it was like we'll clean the air. You know. We'll. We'll. we'll you know. Are they trying to trade? To get yeah, right. And so then it was like, what would society do? And it's like, of course, in the end of the show, it's black people getting on ships. Damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> black well, people getting on ships, and then like you know, they, they taking away. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's just like, what would you do in that situation? But I think no matter what they say, give us your fat girls. You know what I mean? You know know what I'm saying? Like, whoever it is. But, like, when people make things like that, they always, like, frame it as, like, race. You know, it's like, I'm I'm, I'm tired of it, but it is what it is. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I do think a lot of it is just time. And the media, they know it's, uh, people... Most people know it's going to take time, but the news and their shit, they want us to go to war. If you're at war, if people are fighting, bro. Yeah, something to talk about. Yeah, dude. Like I think Today in the race war. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and it feels to me, in reality, even when I'm at the comedy store now than, than eight years ago when I got there, it's more, there's more diversity. There's more people running. Is there? I think so. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I think, think so. I think next time you look at the lineup, you might if you start to count... You might be like, uh-uh. but a lot of those guys do want. Really are they depressing. calling in and putting avails? Is Chris Tucker calling and putting his avails in every week? You know, like our. Why, but see, why does is, it have to be? Why does? It, here's my point about, and this is the pushback. The other side is that you know, why does like is like, Martin Lawrence calling and putting his avails in? Yeah, he he ha- he does. Well, he does actually. But I'm saying like, if you look at like Netflix specials, for right. instance, okay, why does the the guys that get Netflix specials have to be either the ethnic people got to be international superstars. Oh yeah. Okay. Fuck off. Or they got to be the most famous black people in America. But then like Joe Schmo white guy, he's going, give me the opportunity to be mediocre. Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Dude, look, bro, (laughs) I'll be mediocre on Netflix. Like a lot of like, like half the white motherfuckers that got specials on Netflix. I want to be just as mediocre as them. I know. Give me that opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I have to be like at the top of my game. I got to be like, you know what I mean? Why? And you better look at, and it's even some of the ladies, you better looking female than half the ladies that gave them to out there, bro. (laughs) I know you were male, but I'm just saying, but look, I look look, at me like that. I never, uh, (laughs) You the one with the bitch hair. What dude, are you talking about? I know, look, bro, I know. 
You would have got a perm comb at home. What you talking about? <laughs> if you could, if you could do like this, <laughs> I don't want to hear you. If you could give it a little. <laughs> oh shit! My hair is luscious today. Damn, it's crazy out. <laughs> oh, it's already April. Wait, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you hit it with that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you look like a, a you a white chick in a black video, you know what yeah. I mean, like a rapper's video. <laughs> yeah. If your hair is just, you know, p- please put that in slow mo when you see his hair. Just, <laughs> it's like she's my. Uh, I don't know, but it's also interesting, man. I think shit, everything. You know, like race makes things also exciting, bro. Like it's fun. It makes things exciting, dude. There's if everybody was the same, it'd all be boring, bro. It's nice to have. You know, you got a little bit of, you know, that people are different. It's all going to end up probably in a hodgepodge porridge down yeah, the road. Yeah, we're all going to start looking like me. <laughs> or it's going to be a war. Yeah, there'll be some crazy wars that start. But I think the wars next time wouldn't be based on like people won't team up based on like their ethnicities and stuff like that next time they'll team up more based on not even their religious beliefs but just what they believe in maybe in their hearts and stuff as humans no, well, you know? I, well religion's still there that's that's still religion's still a huge part of it you know uh, i think economics are going to be the reason why we oh, even yeah. go to war water you know it's going to be things like that it's going to be resources are going to be the, probably the next fight yeah you know they, then what do you do like you know it's like the have we're already in a haves and have nots situation right yeah, now i agree you know, it's more that than anything else yeah it's interesting, man. But also, it's like, yeah, this is our life. This is it, you know? And it's, yeah, it's like, this is it. This is the time we got put into in existence. Like, yeah, this gonna, is what's know, going on. I know we're going to look back and be like, damn, why was I so worried about that instead of living? I know, huh? We just got to live. Go on vacations. Like, meet people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think that, like, if you hate somebody, if you took the opportunity of this person you think you hate for whatever reason it is, if you took the time to be like, hey, what's up? Like, like tell me about you. Right. Like, what's going on in your world? Yeah. You know, you'd be surprised. Like, you know, I don't know if you know who Larry Elder is. Yeah, he's going to come on here. Oh, that's great. You know what? Larry Elder, I was looking at this. It's not a documentary, but he was like this interview thing that he did. Mm-hmm. And he's like this conservative black um, uh, political talk show host type guy. You know? Right. But he's got a hard stance against black people. He wants black people to, you know, stop making excuses, stop with your victim mentality and all that stuff, right? And, uh, you know, I used to be like, whoa, dude, a little harsh. What's going on? But then I heard his story. Right. You know, his his father, the, his, the story about his father, how hard it was for his dad and what his dad did and, and how they didn't talk for 10 years and, and how he pushed him to be better and all this stuff. And I understand that his experience framed how he feels about the world. Right. And I think that if we took the time to find out people's experience yeah. first and then find out why they feel the way they feel – then we can make a judgment on what we feel about them. But we just jump quickly to like racism or calling somebody like that or Uncle Tom or yeah. call, you know, we jump to those conclusions too fast. And I just think that we need to take some time to really communicate. And you would think that in the social media world that we now have access to to, to be able to talk to people more more frequently and right. more directly, you would think that we'd be able to uh try to do that. But instead that thing is being used as like a way of like spewing hatred and and and, and single mindedness and closed mindedness and it's just like it's a shame to me yeah yeah and it's crazy how people can be that way online and not that and they're the but the truth is some of them aren't even that way in person oh they for sure aren't that way in person a lot of cowards out there yeah. a lot of cow- you're a coward you're most of you and a lot of the like uh one thing that podcasting doesn't do which i think is something that separate separates it as a news source 
even than the regular news media is they don't use tweets and that kind of thing. Like they'll look at them sometimes, but they don't use that as like the basis for an article or the right, right. like two or three people <laughs> with no even avatar <laughs> said something. I know. So now suddenly, you know, Tom Brady can't take his daughter on a vacation or something, you know, like yeah. it's just, uh, well, Twitter's not as popular as you really, as you really Twitter's think it gross, is. Bro. But, but, but first of all, that's only like the coastal, like these like elite, cities or we, it's also just fucktards that aren't even working bro like they have yeah. a lot of people that aren't even wor- aren't even doing anything and just sitting there tweeting they just sitting there causing a ruckus you know <laughs> you got people have there's somebody they had the other day showed she had 740,000 tweets oh my god bitch die okay <laughs> bitch die and you got rich people that are fucking rich tarded bro that's what i call it dude you got fucking yeah. like share and you got like uh Shares rich tarted. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yelling at everybody yeah. how to control the border, how to do this and that. We don't live there. You know, I have some ideas maybe of what I think, you know, a good idea, but what's it like for people that live right there? You're a billionaire. You know yeah, what I'm I saying? Know. Build a bridge to your yeah, fucking you, joint. Yeah, and you ain't living in a place where the door is to the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me when you live in like that, yeah. Then talk to me about security. You yeah. know? Ryan Callen has that thing about that. Where it's like that's why you have locks on your door. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah, the whole border thing is like again. It's like it's an issue that is like layered. That this is the this is the result of not taking care of business. Agreed. So this is where we are now. Okay? Right. So what do we do about this now? Because like nobody wants to definitively say. Because no, even these like pansy liberal fucks are not going to be like. They're not going to say out loud. Just let everybody in. Yeah. Just let them all right. in. Just mm-hmm. let them in. You know, they're not saying that. They're implying it. You know, right? It's a <laughs> lot of implications, yeah, because it makes him feel justified, right? Oh, I feel like I'm virtue signaling right now when I, you know, oh yeah, oh look at the, the kids in cages and all this kind of stuff. I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, like, I hope that that's not like continuing, you know. But it's like, hey, so like in the same way that you say it was street justice, this dude with the gun getting kicked in the head nine times. If you breaking the law, you yeah, know, you sneaking across illegally with your kid, then yeah, that, with, that's you, you part putting of your you kid in danger. Yeah. You brought the kid, and now we have to now take care of your kid, take care of you, treat you like you know, treat you, put you up at the Holiday Inn. What are we supposed to do? Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's I like agree. that's what that's what those people think. That's how they think about it. And cages, you could read. I mean, you could say camps. You could say there's never going to be a, a comfortable term, but they, it's not like they somebody's just going to show up and build. You know, if you want to help out Chelsea Handler, go down there and build. You know, 700 Hampton Inns right on the border. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, do no. affect. Do or something. All those people, they have plenty of uh, rooms in their houses. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Let's, let's like, you know what? That's what we'll do. Hey, liberal Hollywood elite that are complaining about how the kids are being treated on the border, yeah. open up your homes. Yeah. And let's let, you know, let's let two or three families stay. Yeah, bring a familiar. Yeah, huh? in your big house and help them out, you know. I think it would be great. No, to cut to those people being like, well, since you're here, yeah. uh, the gardening equipment. I know. No. <laughs> It's over there. And, Wouldn't that be uh, a great video? You send one of those families to like one of those rich people's doors, <laughs> yeah. and they're going to think they're there to work. Exactly. Remember Wouldn't that be a great sketch, <laughs> bro? Dude, that That's would be a happen. great sketch, dude. <laughs> well, we'll do it. Let's do dude, it. You and me should do a sketch show, man. We always, 
Remember when we weren't as, we weren't as like famous, you know? Like now you're like you know you're we're like, not famous, you, you, but you're knocking on Rogan's door right now. No, you're we like, are hey, alarming. Get out the way. I'm all we're doing is alarming people around the country, dude. <laughs> Fucking What's with the mediocre comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, but, but, but with our powers combined, that's oh, we look synergy. like a lesbian couple. Yeah, we got to get. Why? Why am I lesbian all of a sudden, bro? You? Definitely. Oh my god! You the is, other side outrageous. of it. I'm the other side of it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm the wild one, and you have the one that has their shit put together. I'm Eric, the, I'm Eric cons- you look like kind of like a softball go. coach. You know what I mean? You look here, like here a woman softball coach. Oh, now I'm a softball coach because oh, yeah. on my podcast I was the help. Remember? <laughs> Remember, I was a butler when you said before, right? Gianni races, man. Nick, why don't you help us yeah. out here? I watched. It was a bellhop specifically, not Butler. <laughs> now I can see you being a fine line. You see, oh, wow. I see. I, you know what? I, I'm glad to be here to see the source. <laughs> this is the source right now. This is like the Matrix, and you the white dude in, 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 the, in the fucking suit, and I'm here like you're telling me the truth right now. I'm going back to Zion. <laughs> Do you think? Uh, do you think that racism at this point? I feel like racism can be all ways. Do you feel like? Oh, some- for sure. People are just. I don't think everybody's racist, man. I think right. people. Some people are tribal. I think there's a. I think there's like a certain like what racism really is is to like to take, have power over people and 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 use that power to keep people back. I agree. Not everybody's doing that, right? You know. So when and you, I don't think a lot of people are doing that, right? Do you I, think they are? I don't think a lot of it's, it's still happening, man. Right. Obviously, you know. But it's like I think in another two generations, even that probably won't be happening. I think it's some of it is stuff that's ingrained in people a little bit. Some of it comes from bad experiences they might have had. But you're talking about prejudice, okay. Okay. Being prejudiced is <clears throat> right. different from being racist, and right. I think a lot of people are prejudiced. Right? You know, they have their they have things about they have their prejudices. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Short people might be like, I don't like tall people. Yeah, they, you know. They, oh yeah, chicks you, with uh, no money. I don't like uh, young guys that are you know caring and loving. <laughs> you know, I want that old man with that bread. I'm just saying, you dude. Can, look, nobody thinking you and your grand. Let me tell you this: all these thoughts out here in L.A. All right, all these sugar babies. All right, nobody thinking you and your granddaddy going to sushi every week. Okay, yeah. Nobody buying that you and Pop Pop having a little sashimi, bro. In defense of yeah, that, okay. Not everybody is in a situation like that for that reason. Like, how old? Are you? We're, oh, we're, in our, we're in our mid forties. Okay, right. A lot of the women are trying to survive. No, not just forget the women. These guys in their mid forties who are not married, no kids. Let's say you still want to have a kid, mm-hmm. right? Who are you gonna get with? Who's the relationship you gonna start? You ain't gonna start with somebody your age, right? That's like going to the pound and getting a three legged dog. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? You don't start with a three legged dog. Yeah. You know you if you have a dog and it loses its leg, you yeah. keep it because you love it. Yeah, you know you're not getting rid of it, yeah, yeah. but you ain't open it with the three legged dog. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, you gonna fucking get that little beast on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? you're getting that, you know, that well bred. <laughs> That's true. You going to the puppy mill? Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever that shit is. I'm just saying, like, it's not all situations of an older guy and younger woman is all what the perception of it is. You're right. It's just a matter of biology too. You know what I mean? If you're somebody that doesn't want to have kids anymore, you've decided I don't want to be a dad. I don't think I want to have kids, or maybe I'll adopt. Then you could open up your spectrum of like who you could date. Then yes, you could find a nice woman, you know, in her late 30s early 40s and you like it because they're like they're beautiful they're out they're out there they got money they taking care of business they know what they yeah. want in bed they, got they know how to care. act they got the hair yeah they, they their like place is clean care. you know yeah their place is clean all that kind of stuff they, they they got they got their 
thoughts and in order. They know who they are. Yeah. You know, we get, they got oh, a dream journal by the bed. You know what I'm saying? You know, they got their vision board that's in the closet that, that it never got fulfilled. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like they know these are they're, 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 those are vibrant, beautiful women. Yeah. But like if you're somebody that's like, well, I still want to have kids. You know, I'm not, and I'm not saying a 40 year old woman can't have a healthy kid, but like if we're talking about oh, starting a relationship, risky, it's gonna be risky. He's gonna be risky, man. But, but I'm saying, you know is, I'm I saying? start dating you, I gotta talk about that day one. Oh, you 40? You wanna have a baby? Right. Let's go do it. And then, and then you right. know, maybe, you, maybe I want three kids. If that's the case, then you gotta start. Especially if she got a little cooler by the table with her eggs <laughs> in it. A lot right. Of, yeah. Oh, maybe a lot of these maybe, girls they well, got how, that little igloo cooler with the now, eggs. Now, how do you feel about that? So, what if you met a woman? She's thirty-eight. Well, first of all, my dad was seventy when I was born, so I know he was trying to have a second family. So I really should. That's what I'm saying. He was just trying to. He probably was still. I'm trying to think. How old I, was your mom? My mom was thirty-two when I was born. So oh, he was still shit. trying to probably. Dad was a pimp. Huh? Have <laughs> a fan. Yeah, he just wanted to have more kids. Did he he have wanted money? to be alive. No money. He just had game, huh? Dude, my dad, the best thing, man, one of the best things about him, he bought a car off a couple of brothers that lived in, that, in a neighborhood next door and had these 22s in the back, right? And he couldn't even hear. <laughs> so he'd be rolling around, bro, listening to NPR with the craziest bass you've ever heard, bro. <laughs> just pull hard, <laughs> Good day. It was insane, dude. People looking at us like, what? No, but do you want to be an old dad? On. You know, I don't I don't think so, but then sometimes the crazy part is I have such a tough time. Well, like, now you're going to be. You're going we're already it's too late. We're going to be old dads. No, but I'm talking you're going to go double old, bro. That's my dad went double old. <laughs> but when your kid is 20 and you like, you know, you like right now if we had kids, I'll be 59 when my kid's 20. That's what I'm saying. We're going to be old. You that know what I mean? That old, bro. It's old, okay. Do you think it's old? Gianni's like fourteen or something. No, it's not that old. I think I, 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 right, like my dad's like fifty-five, so it's like kind of in the same. Yeah, but how many brothers? You're Italian. You, you got like eighteen brothers yeah. and sisters. I got, yeah, two brothers. Two of your cousins are fucking right now. You know what I mean? It's that kind of. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't think yeah. that's Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember in The Godfather? You know? Do they fuck? <laughs> I gotta see some of the deleted scenes. <laughs> no. Godfather three, they were cousins. Fifty nine's oh. not that old, but I don't see you having a kid in the next year. So we're probably That's looking at about five, five more yeah, years. Exactly. Damn, <laughs> I'll take Nick's opinion. I'll say, because like, are, like, are you in a, are you in a relationship? Um, no, exactly. So yeah. you're not in a relationship. Okay. It's gonna take a couple years before you decide it's time to have a kid. Right. So you're gonna be in your forty five. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could see myself in five years having a child. So Nick's it's a good call. Yeah. Um, Got to interrupt this episode. Uh, I got to let you know that this past weekend is brought to you by Skillshare. And Skillshare, it's uh, it's a place where skills are being shared with you. It's an online learning community for create for creators uh, with more than twenty five thousand classes in design, business, and more. You'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. So if you have ideas, you have dreams, you have, maybe investigate them a little. You know, get a little, get an idea, spark it up, check in with yourself. You can take classes in social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing, even illustration. Whether you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle, or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is there to keep you learning. You want to learn filmmaking, try low-budget filmmaking. Tips and tricks for an indie look. That's one of the most popular courses at Skillshare. 
Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering this past weekend listeners two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Theo Vaughn. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Theo Vaughn to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Theo Vaughn. Support the podcast, get your skills up, and now let's get back to the episode with Mr. Eric Griffin. Yeah, man. What do you think about this... Uh Let's let's get into real quick this James Davis thing that went down. Oh, what what with went the down? girl with the the young lady had a tweet making fun of extensions. The <laughs> rapper that got oh the ex- <laughs> he got killed. Extension, extension, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. And that room, yeah. Ex- James Davis, but that's not the girl. But the girl came out and made a joke. Oh. Also, James Davis tweeted her about something. No, he called the James Davis called out the girl because right. he was the one that made the joke. She was the one that made the joke. Right. Okay, I know. I, I know the joke. I've seen. Yeah. I've seen the. I've seen the bit. Did you think it was all right? Um, I I thought I got it, but you know what that joke is like? Hmm. What we were talking about earlier about saying the n word. Right. It's one of those things where it's like, is this is this necessary? Is it really that funny? Right. Because uh, like the stru- the structure of the joke. I get it. It's hilarious. Right. The point of the point of the joke is funny. I don't know if she executed it the way. Like I bet you, if I said it, it wouldn't have gotten that that right. kind of thing. Right. But so that's important too about what you look like. So this is meek little white girl mm-hmm. who's making this. You know, in that kind of smug liberal way. Yeah. You know, that's, throwing a young deceased mixed boy under the bus. You know, or mixed young man. Just the way just the way she looks. Or he could that, be Italian. That needed to be part of. She needed to be, realize, but I again, I get the. Jo- I'm not mad right. at her for making the joke. I get the joke, and I think the structure of the joke is sound. I think I think that it could have been funnier than the way she did it. Because yep. I get what she was trying to say. Instead of like, it's it's not the joke ain't about him. Right. That's what people need to understand. The joke's not about him, or even making fun of him. Right. The joke is about carrying around fifty thousand dollars. Right. That's the joke. The joke is like you know, instead of carrying around fifty thousand dollars, you know. Use Venmo. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but and so the fact that the guy was killed because of the money is a way of of emphasizing that he. I'm just intellectualizing the joke right yeah. now. No, and I'm I, just saying that she just didn't execute it in a way that it was like super funny. Well, it shows you how <laughs> young people. I think to me, it feels like the like a millennial generation got more upset about this probably because they attach everything just to the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like exactly. more of the me culture. It's oh, all they don't, about what I'm saying. They don't think. Right. They don't think. They hear. They just heard his name, and that means it's inappropriate. He's dead. It's inappropriate. He's dead, and you're making fun of him, and you're doing all this stuff. It's like no. Yeah. She was making fun of people carrying around a lot of cash. Right. Use the Venmo app, and she used him as an example. Exactly. Right. But it just wasn't executed in a way that was super funny. Right. Should we play it for the audience? Film yeah, in? let's play it. Is anyone still? Morning, XXX Tentacion. <laughs> he's a he's a rapper who uh, was murdered. He's dead now. Um, he was he was shot. He was on his way to buy a car with fifty thousand dollars in cash, and somebody shot him and took the money, Damn. which is very tragic. But I think also it would be a very good Venmo commercial. 
I mean, that's that's the joke. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Right. It's unfortunate the guy died. It is, but it's but like, it's like if you tell a joke with JFK in it, bro, he's dead. Exactly. It's like it's like it's like people it, people frame this into this thing too about like it becomes racial. It becomes like you know it becomes yep. about this white girl. Well, she's not about even this. white. She's she's Indian. She's yeah, not, but yeah. yeah, but she looks white enough to me. But also, okay, so she's Indian. Who Here's what wait I would wait do. who knows that. Who who's gonna know Nobody. that? Like if she if she wanted to look Indian, she'd look Indian. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to hear that. Yeah. If I close my eyes, what do I hear? I hear a white girl. Okay. Yeah. And that's what people around the country that they don't know. They don't even know her name. And then you you add that element to it. So what is that supposed to mean? And that's why I say people want to know what you are so they can know how to hate you. Mm. Like I'm all for her not saying like she shouldn't say what she is or anything. It's like no, I'm just a person making a funny joke. Right. You know, but I think she should. I, if I were her, I would. I would go even further into this. I double down. I That's what I would do. I would be I'd dirty. Double down. I would be the dirt with Dina Hashem, and she makes j- jokes that throw that 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 are just completely no holds barred. That's yeah. exactly what I would do. And she would have a career for herself. Yes, she, she could would. be the next. Uh, who was the big lady that got skin that Paula, lost a lot of Paula weight? Paula Bell. No. Uh, the big lady that got thin, thin, and uh, very. Paula Bell. <laughs> okay, she did the roast. Uh, Lisa Lampanelli. Lisa oh, that's Lampanelli. who I meant. And look, dude, once she lost all that weight, where's she same. at? <laughs> yeah. She disappeared, bro. Well. Twice. <laughs> dude, I don't know, man. She like baby Jessica, bro. She fucking fell off the face of the earth, bro. So what did James Davis say? So, he, was, he was just like the first one that uh, kind of brought the joke to light and was like, this wasn't wrong. This is wrong and made a big stir about it. And everybody was criticizing him for attacking another comic. I agree with that, though. And he could just I like be getting, James. Yeah, I like James. I too. like James, too. But I feel like this is one of these things where it's like this is like one of those things. It's like, what are we doing right now? I mean, if we're gonna like, if I'm gonna criticize her at all, it's gonna be like, well, because I'm not a fan of this type of comedy. This kind of like slow, you know, right? I where, agree. Like, She's boring. Pe- where pe- yeah, that's boring to me. That's As I wouldn't want to see that for an hour. She's a writer. Yeah, but it's a well crafted joke. I mean, kudos, okay. you know. But it's just like that's that kind of smug shit that Comedy Central wants to put. You know, you have to watch that for a half hour and be like, you're supposed to be like, oh, is this gonna be the next? Like, like that's what comedy. Yeah, like funny is not a thing anymore. Like it's, for some reason, it's not important to be funny. Right. Or entertaining. Yeah. Like, is that entertaining? Like, like that's the kind of joke where you see it and you're supposed to go like this. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Oh, well done, my yeah. dear. You know? Yeah. That's not, I want to be like, ah, good one. I want people to be like, if you perform enjoy it, myself. If you perform it in a certain way, people are going to be like, that's fucked up. Yeah. But they, they, they're, they, they appreciated what you did. That was just more for the shock value. Yeah, she's a writer. The way it was presented, I'm saying. But I ain't mad at her. I'm just telling you no. What's her name? Dina Hashem. Dina Hashem. I'm putting it out there to you. You you, you did all right. Keep doing you. Yeah. You know, that's the chances we have to take. Yeah, and also, yeah, and James, I mean, I've heard from people in meetings. I've heard from people uh, just on the street that James Davis is hard to work with. I've heard that repeatedly, that the young man's hard to work with. Do you know him? Huh? Get him on the podcast. Yeah, I'll have. I, I'd love to have him come on. Yeah, I'm just saying that I've him. heard that. I'm not saying that. Oh, I, I don't he's know. a bad guy. I'm not saying that he's not funny. I'm just saying that that, that I've heard that. I just there wonder. Are people if, starting to say that about you now. They you are. Know? I can no, believe it. I believe it. <laughs> but I'll say this. <laughs> you believe it? I can believe it. Yeah. <laughs> you know who Theo is now? Now Theo's the guy now on stage complaining about it's too loud in the hallway. Yeah. That's how I knew you changed. That's when you changed. Well, the place also comedy store. No, you changed, Theo. <laughs> Dog. You changed that. Would, 
two years ago, that wouldn't have been a thing to you. You would have just powered through. Now you up there like a, uh, the whole way. Yeah, bro. It's so <laughs> loud out there, dog. You bougie motherfucker. What happened to you? Bro, I'll say this. What happened to you? Comedy store used to, it used to be a lot, it used to run a lot more smoother, I think. Oh, it's gotten chaotic out there, bro. Last night, dude, Joey Diaz on stage, the right? mic's fucking shit the whole time, dude. The mic- It was shit before he went up there. Well, then- and it's like, y'all letting this man be up there with that <laughs> shitty mic? Well, that's something they got to take. That's a that's a technical issue. But every time the technician dry, he's out back smoking dope he every set. <laughs> he that's the technician. true. He ain't in charge of the. He's fucking the sitting there right the by the things. You think he know? You think he work at Radio Shack on the off days? I think he knows how to work all the equipment. Oh God! See what I'm saying? Now, you changed. <laughs> bro, I'm just saying, bro. They got now. They got a stool over there where the guy that by the window he used to stand up and work. Now he's sitting over there milling around, bro. <laughs> hey, I got attacked at the comedy store years ago. <laughs> well, so so I, mean, I get. I mean, this is. I'm just saying stuff has been going on for a long time. So I don't know what yeah. to tell you. But like, yeah, I think you should have James on. I don't know why. I don't know why he did that. I just, I just, you know, I, I just, I would never. I don't know if I would ever come out against a joke and be like, "This is wrong." Right. Exactly what I'm saying too. Like, where's my mindset then? Yeah, because then it's like, who, who, who's allowed to say what? That's not the business we're in. We are not in the business of censorship. Right. We're in the business of taking chances, and sometimes when you take those chances, they're going to go too far, and it's going to be pushback, like Kathy Griffin. Yeah, that was a terrible joke. Oh, she's yeah. it was terrible, and she's now bounced back. She's talking. She she made a documentary about everything that's happened to her, and she's got a new special coming out. So Jesus. that's what we have to do. Where's the special? On? I don't I don't know. It's probably going to be Netflix or something like that. I'm yeah. not sure. But they have like a that. What I'm saying is there's a pushback after, but don't be coming out talking about what someone can or cannot say. My criticism is technique. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But, like, I get the, the structure. Yeah, if somebody had a joke, I would never be like, oh, I might think to myself, oh, I don't like that joke or whatever. Exactly. But I, That's how I feel about things. I go, I didn't like that. That's not yeah. my cup of tea. That's, yeah. how I, that's how I look at stuff. I don't, I don't ever, I'm just never like, I just go, man, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't have said it like that. That's all it is. You know, yeah. I still try to enjoy people. And most of the time, I don't ever even comment on. We only we don't even usually talk about this stuff. I just thought it would be interesting. Um, yeah, you brought it up. You know. Yeah, and well, I just know everybody's been talking about it recently. Yeah, so, so I thought yeah. it would be interesting. But to again, see, it's one of those things that's going to blow over. Think about together. It's going to blow oh, over. Oh, bro, it, nobody cares. We won't even put the clip up. It's so blown over. Yeah, already. yeah, yeah. Who did these people have got shit to say to me? Yep, these are people that uh, Nick. Are they all white? Huh? <laughs> Dude, if you see him as that, I see this man. I can't even tell what color he is. Oh, this God, could be a yeah. woman. This is what I always say about Theo. Hey, well, he, he don't see color. <laughs> <laughs> he only see white people. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. Right? <laughs> that is an interesting statement. Here's a question from Steven. What's up, EG and TV? Hope it's going well. Steven from Daytona Beach, Florida here. Oh, what up, Steve? Uh, just got a couple questions. Uh-huh. Um, Eric Griffin, I'm wondering if you've ever had any formal singing training because you actually sound like a really good singer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, second question, <laughs> could you guys Pretty do a bad. little improv singing sesh? This guy's gang, high gang. as... Oh, that guy's high. Okay. They're all high. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it seems like it. You want to do a little well, what, what, a little We Are the World? What you got? What's what's your favorite song? We did We Are the World the other night on stage. Oh, you did? Who? We had the, my that dude Damn Longneck was out. Have you seen him on Instagram? So oh. Damn Long, and uh, we he came on stage and we had a group. We got some diversity up there and we did it. 
He sang We Are the World, man. <laughs> you got some diversity up yeah. there. I love how you always recognize. Look Bro, at all this well, diversity. I do. Everybody's always talking about it. <laughs> See, you have you have some feelings about it. I like how you have feelings about I it. I said, look, let's let's you, let's make it happen. Part of me feels like you want to be like, why can't it be white? Is it okay no. to be just be white sometimes? This is your black hat, dude. Black hat. Uh, no, no, I'm saying to you, I'm there's always to- an issue. <laughs> Black people have an issue with any black people you, in heaven. You, be like, what the fuck is going on up here in heaven, man? Yeah, yeah because it, I'm sure up in heaven it's gonna not be the right stuff. <laughs> the Damn movie man. choice is gonna be all white. <laughs> oh my God, what is this? That's my that's damn long, man. No, oh, this is him. Yeah, you had him on stage. <laughs> yeah, he came up. This is, wow. This is, we're second cousins, actually. We're, it's, this it's is a long this story. This is you, like if you were locked in a bunker with no food <laughs> oh, <dang>. for like, <laughs> like it was like a, you thought the zombie apocalypse was about to start. Yeah, and you went into your bunker, but then you didn't have enough food. And well, this is after they found you, like a year later. You've been living off like spam, but there's just one can <laughs> yeah, left. Yeah. And then they found you, and you come out, and you're like, ah. <laughs> just whisk tr- teaching roaches to do circus tricks. <laughs> yeah, you got roaches trained. They doing like you know they doing fucking cabaret. What um was there a question that came in too? Yeah, we got we got another. We didn't do the song. Oh, we did do a song. Thank you a for song? the thank you for the singing compliment. You know, we own the oven with the oven. I'm trying to think of a song I could even sing, man. I'm trying to think of a song that you. Are you would a country like. guy? Huh? I like all kinds of music, man. Don't don't put me in. Don't pigeonhole me. Oh yeah, I it don't have to. Be, it don't have to be a diversity song. I see you liking <laughs> a lot of church music. You know, church music. Yeah, this little light of mine. Yes. I'm gonna let it shine. Oh, Lord, this He's little light of mine. I can see you. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna let, let it shine. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I can do the fat black girl part. Oh, I could see you being like kind of the fat black girl that maybe, uh, you know, is kind of getting go. her shit back together, you know? And I'm singing at church. Yeah, I could see you at church, maybe like on 227, one of the side characters. <laughs> 227 reference Bro How good was 227 This is my This is my dude right here People don't know about 227 It's underrated (laughs) Why come we are not on a sitcom We should still be cops or something Do we want to be on a sitcom That's how much money he making y'all Out here You hear him Hear him bragging about the money In the the Theo Von compound (laughs) I'm in right now He he literally got the Simpsons person to come and draw this. That's how much money he got. We got orange people in here, bro. I'm saying we're all orange, bro. Beige power, dog. Is this your diversity? Yeah, this is it, man. Everybody's orange. I like it. No, not everybody's orange. Bill Burr's wife, (laughs) black as hell, and me. (laughs) That's the diversity. That's the choice y'all wanted, bro. So this is considered white (laughs) in here. Oh, there's another black person right there. That's Charlamagne the God. Yep, that's Charlamagne the God. This question comes from uh, Josh. He's looking for some advice from both of you. Okay. Oh, Theo, Eric. Hope the podcast is going well. I have a question for you okay. both. Obviously. And it is, um, what's a good way to, you know, discover new things in terms of like a career path or things that you might be interested in that you haven't really found yet? Because I work a warehouse job and I see my boss and it's just this wicked fat guy kind of missing almost all of his hair. And I hope and he doesn't watch Theo's podcast. I don't want to be doing that when I'm older. So, you know, I guess I just need some advice on how to find something that I'm more passionate about. And Okay, cut to cut to his boss bringing him into office. Hey, uh, come on in. Just want a little work assessment. And then he turns on this. <laughs> so am I the fat? <laughs> 
And then they have a real conversation together finally for the first time. Exactly. And they start a business together. Boom. I think uh, what you could do, buddy, what's the guy's name? Um, Josh. Josh, I think what you should do is, you know, figure out what moves you, what you're passionate about, Mm -hmm. and then like stay in your car, drive Uber and Lyft for a little while to make money, to make ends meet while you're going to, you know, that two-year program to be a dentist or... Or, or whatever it is that you want to do, you have to do it. Most people don't do what they want to do out of fear. You haven't left that job because you're scared, yeah. because you're worried about the things that you have in your life. That, that You're a slave to your possessions. You're a slave to your rent and, or, or that girlfriend that you don't really love. Figure out what you want to do in your life and then go out and do it. And then you find your happiness. Yeah. That's, that's what you have to do. Yeah, I think, look, there's some good suggestions, man. If you're at the warehouse and you got the big boss, dude, I think uh, what I would do is, I used to work at a warehouse, man. I didn't mind that. I like some of the smells and the peacefulness of just the products sitting there behind the scenes knowing they were about to go on the big stage out front, you know? Big stage. You like, clearly were robbing the place, too. How, how, <laughs> how much stuff did you take home with you? <laughs> how many boxes did you open up and been like, oh, shit, is this olive oil? Dude, I will say this. I stole one time one time when I worked at the grocery, I stole a gross of baby food, bro. <laughs> 144 jars. Were you out on the streets? Huh? Like, you have a jacket? Like, you need this baby food? <laughs> oh, nah, bro. You need them peas? You need them the carrots? House, bro. Are you eating baby food? Yeah. Dude, I tell you this, bro. Oh, here we go. I'm not. I, here's how you know you're not a pedophile, dude. After two or three jars, I was over it, man. Okay, I don't know if that's how pedophilia works, but yeah. but you know, because here's the thing: if you're a pedophile, you're gonna be cracking into those jars forever, you know, trying to have a meet, you know, taking somebody out to dinner or whatever. I just knew after three jars, I was like, "Fuck all of this, man." But here's what I would say, man. Yeah, I would have a little bit of a game plan. Yeah. Um, and you'll move when you're ready, man. When you're really, really ready to make yeah, a move, when it's enough. Yeah. But don't wait till. You like you have to snap on on the fat boss. So don't wait till like you're so unhappy. That's true. You're so unhappy that you make a bad choice. Yeah, because set yeah. yourself up. Yeah. You know, start saving that warehouse money job. You know, so you save it, save the money, figure it out. Like I'm, this is my plan. Man, get a vision board, bro. Yep, have a plan because I will agree. Sometimes you build up resentments. Like I'll sometimes I won't exactly. want to say something. I won't want to talk to somebody about something. Then it's been two weeks. Now I'm angry at them. I'm angry at me that I'm afraid to make the call. And then finally, when I do make the call or have the conversation, it all goes away. It took thirty seconds. Yeah, everything was cool. And now everybody's quiet in the hallway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Now everybody's quiet in the hallway, man. <laughs> So, I would, yeah, I would say just take it easy, bro. Take it easy. Have a little bit of a plan. And be sure that you want to, man. Exactly. Maybe you are happy and it's just part of you telling yourself that you're not happy. You might want to. You might work there for the next 20 years and really enjoy it. Yeah, know? enjoy. Exactly. Like, he's, it's, he has his own judgment on this job that he's doing. Yeah. He has his own expectations that he's not I loved following. working. Man, I love when I worked at the behind the scenes at the Dell Champs, bro. I'd be back there at night stacking, dude. We used to stack as much toilet tissue as high as we could bro we could get to almost 11 rolls one time one on top of the next man. just having fun in there bro we had so much fun dude and people would sleep on top of the stuff and people would you know we had so much time we'd be back there all night driving the forklift and doing forklift jousting bro and just what company is this so i don't ever <laughs> this is dell champs and they went out of business yeah <laughs> i wonder why wonder why dell champs is gone <laughs> Sounds like a great company with good hiring practices. <laughs> I used to clock in for work and go home and come back and clock out, bro. The, the worst. This, that, this is. But look, that was nightmare. teamwork, man. Is that, that the, was... only, the only two questions we got? 
No, there's some more. Oh, okay. Um, that was teamwork. Teamwork, make the dream work. <laughs> but yeah, man, I would have a little plan. Or just find out if you enjoy what you're doing. You might enjoy it. Sometimes there's all these, especially listening to podcasts, a lot of guys and a lot, you know, will say like, oh, you should, like, sometimes we might enjoy what we are doing, you know? But yeah. I wouldn't build up any resentment if you're not, and I would have a plan if you're going to make a move. Yes, have to have a plan. Because, dude, that's how a lot of people with opioids and stuff start. You get a couple weeks out of work, you're chilling. And that's when you're like, oh, fuck, I'll have a pill, bro. And then you chill them for the rest of your life. Dude. And then you feel like the only way out is a life of crime. Yep. It's like, it's like girls that think like, I, you know, the only way I have to, you know, sell my body or I have to. It's like, damn. Yeah. Then what, are, you know, there's people working at McDonald's. They're not, you know, there's, yeah. there's jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean? <laughs> and every job should be, if you want it to be, should be a mean to the next thing. You know, if you have that vision. You know, find a career instead of a job. That's yeah, the, but that's the hard part, right? And some people's career could be a family. Your career might be a family. The job must just be, might be a side thing that you do because you like being a husband, or you like being a dad, or you like mm -hmm. being a live at home son. You know, <laughs> a lot of sons living at home till fifty now. <laughs> Have you seen how, how hard it is out here on these streets? Oh, trust me, man. Believe me, I don't want to pay the rent. I'm paying. I, I wish I was at home. Really? Yeah. But your family lives in France, don't they? France. No, my my mom. My mom and my Spain. stepdad just moved back from Spain. Oh, wow. They're actually living back in California now. Wow. So I'm like, I'm eyeing that second bedroom. Like, I feel you. <laughs> what is, uh, what's your stepdad like? He's, uh, he's a cool dude. Really yeah. nice dude. You know, he's a really nice salt of the earth type of guy. Where I always say that he's going to get my mom into heaven. He, oh, nice. He, she's going to be his plus one. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's going to get to the gate. She's going to be like, I got a guest. Gonna oh, be like, shit. They Ooh. brought Miss Griffin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. What did your mom do? I feel like that'd be a great name for a teacher, Miss Griffin. I don't know. She was like, she worked at, before she retired, she worked in like health and safety. So she was a health and safety specialist. Are you kind of, do you get a lot of your sense of humor from your mom? Or? Yeah, yeah. My mom's really, very, yeah, my mom's, well, she thinks she, just like me, she thinks she's funnier than she is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she like, yeah, she'll, she'll like, you know, because my mom right now, I'm dealing with my mom has dementia. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm dealing with that right now, you know. And like, if she sees this, she's going to be like, I don't got dementia. You know, so yeah. she's right now, she's yelling at the camera. And then she'll say it again a half hour yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> yeah. crazy. But like, other, but like, she's still sarcastic. She's still got a sense of humor. Like, we're in the doctor's office talking to the doctor about this. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying things, and she's like, he's adopted. <laughs> she's just, you know, making a joke. You know yeah. what I mean? So she's like very funny. You know, like every time we talk about this and my mom goes, she goes, oh, Eric, oh, where am I? Who am I? You know, she makes the joke like like that, 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 that's. Oh, dementia. Yeah. She's I making see. a joke about it. And I right. go, oh, that's funny, ma. Tell me where you are. <laughs> she don't know. <laughs> she said the wrong place. She still wow. thinks she's in Spain. You yeah. know, that's what she said to the doctor. She told the doctor, oh, I'm in Spain. Is and it kind of scary to see that? It is. But at the same time. At the same time, it's like this is the new baseline, so I'm not gonna like. I, I can't be sitting around being like, "Oh my god, my mom has," you know. I just go, "Let me just enjoy what we had," because she's still. It's crazy because dementia is that kind of thing where like everything's fine mm -hmm. except for like these two things, right? You know, and these two things are like part of their reality, so you just have to go with it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the hard part. I'm talking about it on stage because that's how I, you know, relieve all my stress or anxiety about it. But I'm I'm really not like super depressed about it. I'm just kind of like, okay, we're just going to deal with it and just move forward. Yeah. Does she talk to you about it like on a personal level like that? She's scared about it? No, because she doesn't. My mom's very stubborn. So she doesn't even realize it. 
She doesn't, she knows something's up. And I think she knows more than she wants to let on. Right. But it's better to say like, you know, it's like for her to be like, like she thinks her grandmother's house is 10 minutes away, like a walk, you know? And instead of like being like, maybe I'm wrong. No, no, no. It's, she's adamant, you know? And she's like, get in the car. We're going to get in the car. We're driving around 45 minutes. Right. She don't know where the hell it is. Yeah. But she's saying, if I could just find the river. I'm like, there ain't no river around here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. After a while, I was getting upset. It's like, where the river at? Show me the river. <laughs> I open up the map. Put I, me in the water. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now we're right back at church. Yeah. I'm all like, cry me a river. <laughs> you could go out and just. Dude, you know they put some black stem cells in the Justin Timberlake. Let's be honest. Here we go. I've heard this. I'm not joking, man. No, they, that's A lot of black dudes have said that. First of all, if, if they could do that. All you honkies would be doing that. But we can't afford them, bro. <laughs> you can afford them now. You, can't afford you don't good... even want to be on TV. But... That could be a stem cell research room right over there, man. <laughs> we... That's your stem cells. But room. we can't afford the good, good stuff from Egypt. <laughs> and that's what oh, they is said. It, is that's... it Egypt? <laughs> bro, I'm just saying. A couple of black guys I talked to at a pizza place one time at night told me. Because that's where science is done. <laughs> Look, dog, I'm telling at, that, you. at that pizza place? No. That's where <laughs> the world problems are solved. I'm saying okay. that they told me. There's that a secret they lab heard, in Egypt. <laughs> no, no. Okay. They heard me that they, that they heard that Justin Timberlake. Is that the pyramids? Got <laughs> black stem cells. Do you believe it? No. That's not a thing. I swear, I swear to God, man. Yeah, but that's not a thing. Well, Flat Earth wasn't a thing. And I'll tell you this. About five years ago, I was at a Burger King and a black gentleman told me this true story. Oh, another. About another. Flat Earth. <laughs> Another intellectual hotbed. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm saying like the, Burger, the Burger King bathroom. But here, no, <laughs> they always got the scoop. You know, they got the word on the street, man. Uh-huh. You know, and so he, and he told me flat. He goes, look, man, I'm going to tell you. The earth ain't round, bro. And I thought he was crazy, dude. 40 minutes later, I thought he was maybe crazy. <laughs> but then three it, years later, uh-huh. flat earth is a huge thing. No, it's not a huge thing. Flat earth. It's not a huge thing. It's huge, man. There's documentaries about it. What, we what, don't know where we are right now. What? You know? And this is where the podcast goes off the rails. <laughs> we I already mean, had our Sam Tripoli episode, so we're good with the flat earth. Yeah. Nobody, you know but what? are you hearing anything who, like that? Who? You just let him talk whenever he wants? We try not to. He can't. <laughs> we shouldn't have. I don't think Sam Tripoli is a flat earther, really. No, he's not. <laughs> no. But this motherfucker should raise his hand like we at school. <laughs> I agree. I agree, man. Okay? I don't want him just talking out of turn like that. Bro, look, tell me about it. He's about to be in that show Power. In, in, oh, uh, he's in Power, yeah. Yeah, and they're putting, and he won't yeah. stop. He tells us about it every day. And uh, <laughs> He's been on it, though. <laughs> I know. He loves being the white guy around. You know? Oh, tell me about it, dude. Yeah. He said, I told I said, look, bro, if you're doing two seasons of Power, you can have a mixed kid in a year. <laughs> yeah. Did he date you? Date black women? Uh, yeah, I do. No, oh. you don't. Yeah, I do. He just said his he publicist has. just texted him. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure you say yes to that. His publicist, by the way, fine. Is she? Have you seen? Oh, her? Cassandra. Cassandra. Yeah. I met her. Yeah, Cassandra's dope. Uh, What's up, girl? Holla. I met her the other day. <laughs> um, what else we got, Nicholas? You want some news? Some more questions? Yeah, let's get in a little bit of news, man. We got Eric Griffin, one of the funniest guys, man. Dude, I love watching you. Uh, you know, I feel like uh, you know. I love watching I'm, you too, though. By I the love way. watching you. Perform, we both man. like watching each other. Oh, is this so coming, uh, coming to America. Adrian Peterson is reportedly in serious debt after mm-hmm. making over a hundred million dollars in his career, the highest paid running back of all time. He's being sued for failure to pay a $5.2 million loan and Damn. owes almost $10 million to multiple different creditors. And that $5.2 million loan was just to cover other loans. Who's the, Obviously, 
this is what credit of the zoo of fucking well, this is, Washington D.C. zoo. Look, he's on a no, camelback. You can see the picture. This is why he's broke. <laughs> yeah, this is bad decisions right here. This is how you can't just give anybody a hundred million dollars and think they're gonna know what to do with it. Yeah, I mean, you ever seen that thirty for thirty about all the broke NFL players? This is why. Yeah. That's why they broke. They doing camel. dumb shit like that. How much is a camel? Can you look up how much it is to rent a camel? Yeah. And that documentary was called actually just broke too. Just there you go. And the picture is in this he is probably Adrian bought the camel. Is Adrian Peterson on top of a camel, yeah. yeah. Or it could be a sick horse or something. Can we no, is there any other pictures of it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. This that's just ridiculous. That's, that's why he's picture. broke. And and listen, and that's okay, I'm not. Where is a guy like that gonna get fifty million dollars? You know? A camel costs about $55,000. Okay. So you can afford a camel if you're him. That's half a gets it to, you know, three running plays. But you, what are you talking about the, the, the upkeep of that camel, too, though? You got to have a camel guy. You don't just have a camel in the backyard. Well, how, roaming does he around. have other animals? Is it, we don't know anything about that, do we? Does this it... uh, picture was specifically from either his birthday party or his kid's birthday party, just right in the midst of the whole uh, hitting his kid with the switch thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, and he chose to be photographed like this. Well, I'll yeah. say this. The media probably cost him a lot of, of, of lawyer money. I bet that cost him $10 million to get through. That's what I'm saying. I got, but I'm saying you're, you're a guy that you were a running back. That's your skill. Unless he goes into broadcasting, how's he going to make that money? He, those creditors, they're done. They're stupid. He's, he's well, never going to get this money back. Well, he's never going to get the money. But And also, you know, sometimes it just takes a generation. Sometimes it's a generation or two. There's all, it's people, like, there's a timeline of things. It's a learning curve. Some people, like, you know, your dad has to make certain mistakes so you don't make them. You know, like, his son may become one of the best hedge fund managers. You, maybe, say, you just maybe. don't know. But sometimes maybe. there's like a, 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 you know, like, maybe this he's the first person in his family that ever had any money. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes Seems there's, like it. There's no influence. <laughs> People don't get. Because anytime you go in, let's get that, get the camel. Can you give me a camel? Get that camel. But the camel, I guess, could stay in the yard with dogs, right? They don't need water or anything, right? No, they do need water. See, this is what I'm saying. You need a camel guy. That guy's on retainer, so there's yeah. money for that. That's gonna be thirty thousand a year. Yeah, you know what I'm saying the camel costs money. I just, I'm just saying when you, you know what, everybody yeah. should live as a comic for five years, mm -hmm. then they learn how to be frugal. That's a good point. Because I learn, you know, you learn how to like, dude. I remember using a a uh, a butcher knife to try to put two packets of mayonnaise in it, a tuna can, and swirl. That's what I'm it. saying, man. You, we we learn how to be broke. We know how to be broke. So I'm, I'm just saying that's the kind of guy he was poor, or whatever. I don't know his story. Yeah. But he just, how about this? Beautiful man, though. He's huh? dumb. Dude, what a physique on him. I mean, dude, I am. Adonis. He's, uh, he's dumb, a, though. A real Adonis. He could do modeling. He could do senior modeling. He's not 75, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> and he still has one good year. So he's going to be running out of debt this year. I mean, I look, mean at, look at Jesus him. My Christ. God, bro. God damn. Oh, yeah, that's, that's that's a man right there. That's a thought, boy. Look at these fucking I, I want thoughts. those stem cells. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. That's what he should do. He should sell his stem cells. You don't think Justin Timberlake got a couple APs in him? <laughs> Can we talk for a minute? Yeah. Girl, I want to know your name. And if I am. Oh, he just changed songs on me. You love. You know what this is like? For 1995, get Theo singing all the classics. <laughs> I will be sure that the ladies like you. 
Man, that was a good time. Oh, Met, bro, you remember when the Bodyguard soundtrack hit? Oh, where were you, shit. bro? Where Three places were I knew where I was. You? 9-11, when the Bodyguard soundtrack <laughs> came out. <laughs> and now that I've been on the oven. <laughs> and I remember that shit, oh, bro? God damn. And she just... Now they now they now they selling like tours. They're doing it now. They selling tours to her, like you know, yeah. the, to the the bathtub now. Oh yeah, and her son died in the bathtub too, man. It's basically just like Jesus. a little Narnia. It's like a, the closet in that <laughs> Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That thing becoming a real halfway that's house the, for Houston. That, that's the death tub. Because <laughs> <laughs> even her daughter died. It's yeah. crazy. A little scrunchness or whatever the daughter's name was. She, but the boy. The boys seem like I don't know, man. You get caught up in the drugs, but it's crazy. Something you see how the mother did it, family. and then it went into the kids. It's crazy. That's and Bobby's sad. still out there getting fucked up. Sad. It's sad. Did you ever see their show, Being Bobby Brown? Yes. That she was. I. How I, sad was it? They took it. Dude, I used to love that fucking show. They though. were on pill. The kids were on pills though half the time. You Check can tell out. that. But they were. But the thing is, they made that show themselves. So. So they're like, in a way, they kind of had dementia because they thought, oh, this is going to be dope. We right. could put this together. They edited it themselves, and then they sold it the way it was. And they revealed so much nonsense about themselves. It was crazy. Yeah. Did you see that episode where when her daughter was alive? So you had Bobby's kids, and then their then kids together. Mm-hmm. You know, So his kids. Tommy Davidson, I think, was one of Bobby's <laughs> kids, wasn't he? <laughs> they weren't rich. Yeah. So, right. The, the 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 one girl she go they go shopping and she got hundreds yeah she just you know and they just you know I was like damn why would you do that Whitney that's messed up why are you gonna send your daughter flossing like that to her half sisters and stuff to making them feel bad she only had hundreds yeah that's crazy that's crazy man crazy lifestyle we're at about an hour forty oh all right oh, man I guess we gotta get out of here we gotta huh? get out of here it took man you all this time to get me on that's Shit. it did it take a long time yeah it's been a long time Theo has it. Yeah, because remember back in the day when the podcast was like, whatever, you was all like, oh, man, come on, my. <laughs> and now we wouldn't now, have you on, huh? Yeah, now it wouldn't have me on. Janny handles the book, man, baby Jarvis over there. Janny? Yeah. Oh, that's why he had to get <laughs> he had to get on mine first? He was like, yeah, see, that's, there's something going on here. Oh, some, Janny's tricky, bro. He yeah, knows he's a what tricky he's little motherfucker, isn't oh, he? Oh, I know he's tricky. I didn't even, my publicist reached me, out to me, you me, for, me, for your podcast. And then I was there and I was like, you let's have Dan, Eric on. And I booked you. You and Dane Cook have the same publicist. No, I've talked to this dude in the parking lot. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, yeah, but you, yeah, exactly. You want to, you're doing that thing now. I mean, you know, I'm booked up for. We are. We booked up. <laughs> bro, we booked We're up, literally dude. booked up until uh, almost the end of September. Shut your mouth! Dude, we, I know, I we, know, man, and I appreciate. I, listen, no, I'm joking. I, I I'm happy you for all your success, man. I love, I love seeing it. You know, from where it started to where you're at right now, this is the dream. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is what we did to do this for. So, if one of my homies can do that dream and and, and break away from the pack like this, oh, it's great. You Thanks, know? man. It's well, really great. I'm That's why I started a podcast. I was like, I yeah. got to start a podcast. Riffin. With, with Griffin. Griffin. Check that out. Riffin with Griffin. Go to riffinwithgriffin.com or ericgriffin.com to see all my dates and all that bullshit. How's your experience been with uh with podcasting? It's great. I mean, it's it's a job. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't got a compound and like a you know, a little gay boy to help me out with stuff. Yeah. But um a twink, bro. You know twinking with Lincoln. That's what we do. <laughs> For five dollars you can meet Gianni, bro. Wait, that is that the link? Twinking with Lincoln. Hit that link. <laughs> you know, it's just him in a no shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
I love Theo <laughs> tattooed on his chest. No, so I, 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 it's a slow process. I wish I because I remember like you're on episode 100 and whatever. So I'm on episode 40. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm like, damn, I wish I would have done it earlier, but I enjoy it. And it's like, you know, I love like being like one away from the fans and like, you know, people really, I think they just appreciate, I think comedy fans appreciate this format more than anything else, more than TV shows. You know, I think movies are still number one. Mm-hmm. I think if you're in a movie and it goes whatever, people are like, oh, that's what makes you a star Gang, still. Yeah. But this is like, we have our own tight audience and it's lucrative and it's fun. And, and this makes great. us a human. And yeah, I think, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think. I think celebrity is kind of becoming a, a different type of thing where I think yeah, we're we're just for me it's more influence. Like, who do I want to let influence my world right now? Mm. You know, it's well, that's like why we're called influencers, right? Yeah, I think of it more as like, uh, yeah, I think the the idea of celebrity and some of the greed and stuff that comes with that, or just the idea of what you are, is almost becoming bizarre. You know, yeah. if we if you if we separate ourselves too much from humanity, it's just fucking bizarre, dog. You know? I know, but these people, like, how many? Have you ever met some like rich celebrities? Oh, like, dude, they're, they're not even human beings anymore, yeah. and they're, they're delusional. They act so weird. It's crazy, man. I just like I go to myself. I never want to be like that. Yeah. Like when I'm on a set, I like to like I'm I'm over with the grips and shit. You know, yeah. like, like oh, you know, I'm, slapping yeah. five would be. Hey, what's up, my uh, dude that drives the truck? Yeah. You know, these are the real people. Oh, dude, I'm me. Look, I ain't me too on an actress. I'm me too. One of the girls over at the soda cart. You know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm a man of the people. Yeah, the, one that the one that don't have any uh, influence or power that can say anything. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. one of those? Those are the ones? <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. All I'm saying is. What you saying? That a lot. Uh, I'm just saying a lot of rumors that I've heard that aliens and black people aren't getting along. Oh, that Justin Timberlake bought Egyptian stem cells. Why aren't aliens and black people? Why wouldn't they be getting along? I could see it. I could see them having some dis- differences, but I don't know exactly. <laughs> Well, when you know, please tell me. Yeah. Are there any black alien hunters? Do we know any? No, because I don't know any. Alien can we get? Can we find one, Johnny? That's please? when you know. That's like when, look one up or book one for the podcast. Book one for the podcast. Okay. That's when the world is finally. <laughs> it's, we finally like racism's gone. Yeah. When black people start doing dumb white shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what I mean? That's when, like, you know, when Fear Factor has all black people on it, yeah. we're like, okay, racism is over. Racism's over. We made it. We did it. We've crossed over. When you see black people parachuting and parasailing yeah. and shit, when you see like a bear and there's a black guy like, get back, bear, you know, when you, that kind of shit starts happening, we're like, oh man, the world is a better yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. The world is a better place. Oh, it's not going to be fun, though, I don't think. Oh, one more yeah. thing before we get out of here. Uh, Theo is thinking about going to Abu Dhabi and he's a little nervous. And I know you spent. Oh, yeah, you, you're going to be fine, dude. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Dubai, you recommend it? Yeah, yeah. You're going to be fine. How many nights should I stay there? Uh, how, how many shows are you doing? I'm, not, I'm just going to go for the UFC fight, I think. Oh. I'm considering it anyway. I'll just go like, you know, just go like four days, three days, three days, three nights. Just go like three nights. That's enough. Just huh? because of the travel, too. It's going to take you so much time to get there. You got to get acclimated. Give yourself a chance to relax. I mean, it's, it's not a lot going on in that city. It's just a metropolis of like buildings and stuff like that. It's not like there's like a, you know, you'll you'll find stuff to do. You know, if you're going with a group of people or something. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. Okay. It's gonna be fine, dude. Don't worry about it. Eric Griffin, man, one of the funniest guys I know, man. Thanks for coming in and spending time with us today, bro. Riffin with Griffin, check it out, and uh, let's do it again soon, man. Yeah, you know, well, you know, whatever Johnny needs, you know what I mean. That, that's we'll that'll be what, what it needs, is, man. Cut we'll to me back like, in twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one May. I think we have you down. <laughs> this, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is exactly the shit. I'm, 
None of y'all. All y'all ain't shit. All y'all ain't shit. <laughs> now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this peace of mind I found I can feel it in my bones But it's gonna take Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.